This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mikel Arteta's future has been at the centre of this week's news and we've talked of an exit now quashed and talk of a new contract on the table, we want to hear from you listeners about what your thoughts are around giving the Spaniards a new deal. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal phone-in show. The show in which we get you listeners on with an opportunity to have a chat about a different topic. And today is all about Mikel Arteta and specifically his future at the club, which I know is often a cause for plenty of discussion and chats and conversation and debate as well. So uh, this could be fun. This could be quite interesting. And I'm looking forward to speaking to a whole range and host of people to get their views on where we stand with Mikel Arteta, with Arsenal currently, before tonight's Premier League matches, of course, uh, sitting second in the table, two points behind Liverpool as we speak and record at five o'clock on Wednesday afternoon. I'm looking forward to this one. I should probably give you kind of a, an outline of where I am and then and ask the question of what we're going to ask. For me, uh, it seems that we are moving inevitably towards Mikel Arteta signing a brand new contract at the club. Uh, he's been at the club since, of course, December 2019 and is going into what will be his fifth summer uh, to, to kind of take on the rest of the road, the rest of the uh, the transfer uh, needs that this club has and then we move into his fifth full season as Arsenal manager with expectations of course always rising last season saw those expectations rise to a level in which I've never really seen uh, especially not in my adult life at least with Arsenal challenging for the title for the first time in what felt like an absolute age and now the expectations are to do that successively season upon season and Arteta's ambitions certainly from my perspective at least feel like that is what he wants wants to try and achieve is to get Arsenal competing and challenging and ultimately winning titles as well. And I think that at the moment, at least, where we sit right now, he is indeed the right coach to take us on that direction. I see us on a pathway forwards towards those goals. At the moment, don't necessarily see a different pathway 
to get there quicker or feel like the pathway that we're on is taking us away or is never going to eventually reach that destination at the moment either. So if you would like to get involved with today's voting show, the rules are very simple. You need to be over the age of 18, of course, have a webcam. You need to click the link in today's video description or the one that, of course, I'll be spamming the chat box with to get involved in. Uh, we'll try and get as many people on as we can. Often what we see is people that join the stream sooner certainly get the opportunity to talk usually with uh, people joining in quite frequently later on in the shows as the show picks up great attraction so if you call now you will get on the show that's what i can tell you right now so the links are available in the description so please do get involved in the show without further ado we'll bring on our first caller who was very quick to get involved and that is leo uh, leo how you doing my friend you good you well yeah i'm fine Doing good. Good stuff. Glad to hear. Where are you joining us from? I know you've joined us before, but let us know where you're joining us from. Uh, Germany. Germany. Lovely stuff. And tell me how you're feeling about uh, your compatriot Jurgen Klopp leaving Liverpool. Um, I mean, it saddens me as a football fan, but I think mm. from his personal standpoint, it's the only right decision if he feels that he hasn't got the energy anymore. Like, if you think about it, he has now... 24 years 23 years of consecutive uh high level coaching in him mm. and he's in his mid 50s maybe it's the right time to take a break at least yeah i think that i absolutely empathize with his view of the energy that he's uh ex kind of uh used during his time at liverpool and, and why it's it's difficult to continue in this manner um but we move towards the topic in which we've uh come on to discuss today what is it about this topic that's made you want to ring in and give your view on and what is that view ultimately as well um I think I want uh, just want to put some rational perspective on it in, mm. because like from an emotional standpoint, I think every Arsenal fan is going to say, yes, please keep him, please, for the love of God, keep him. Um, since he is uh, an ex-captain, he lives this club, obviously, and uh, he puts everything he has into this club. And from a fan's perspective, from an emotional perspective, I'm, yeah, giving him a new contract, give him a blank check, let him do whatever he wants. Um but if you think about it rationally, I think we need to pump the brakes on that. Uh, mm. Since on the one hand, there's uh, the market. Who is going um, to succeed him? Who's on the market that would be interesting for Arsenal if we don't extend him? Because if we don't extend him, he's gone in summer and he's going to Barcelona. I think that's there's no debate about that. Um, so who could uh, succeed him? Roberto De Zerbi would be the first name probably to pop up. Xabi Alonso mm. would be another one, but because but I don't think he would do that to the Liverpool fans. Um, so from that standpoint, yes, we should keep him. So if we think about he's his fifth year in charge now, and what has he to show for? Two eighth place finishes, a fifth mm. place finish, a second place finish, and one FA Cup. Mm. And if you think about that from a club's perspective that has the aspiration to always play Champions League, to always cha challenge for a title, that's just not enough. And right. you can put in the argument that uh, he had a, sh uh, a bad situation and a bad squad, but other managers have come in and done the same thing in less time. Who? Uh, Emery, Klopp, Mourinho. Emery's not done anything yet, it's worth pointing out. I mean, to take Aston Villa from uh, basically relegation to a top four challenge in a year, basically, I think mm. that on itself counts as an achievement. I mean, if any other okay. club, probably not. 
Well, I think it's interesting. I mean, Aston Villa, in terms of, if you look at their squad, and of course their new American backers, which have enabled them to spend a lot of money on that squad that Unai Emery has obviously built. Uh, you talk about the 8th, 8th, 5th, 2nd, which is the trajectory. Just tell me, if you're going in a direction, if you're going from 8th, 8th, 5th to 2nd, what direction are Arsenal going in? I mean, that, I think that depends how the league unfolds. I think we are on a, on a good path right now. And mm. I think at the end of my argument, I'm, I come to the conclusion we should extend him. But right. un, under under some scrutiny. So uh, he, he, is under, he has to win something mm. in the next... Uh, Let's not say this season, but he has to win something of substance in the next two, in the next this or next season, and that means Champions League or the league. So he has to. So who's your favourites for those competitions this and next season? I think uh, we just we lack the um, uh, the experience and. Well, who's, uh, who's your favourite for the Premier League this season? Who was your favourite at the start of the season? Who would you always be your... always going to be Manchester City? It's right. Like so what you're Germany. saying is, if Arteta doesn't overachieve and achieve beyond what your expectations of him are, he has to go. I mean, he he has to step out of Guardiola's shadow. That's the the thing he has to do now because uh, he is perceived, and I think rightfully so, at the moment as Guardiola light. So he's he's doing a very mm. similar thing stylistically and from his uh, leadership uh, perspective as Guardiola is doing. And the step he has to take now in his next one and a half years or two years is to step out of that shadow and do his own thing. And the logical step would then be to, um, yeah, o- overperform if you want to put it that way, but to uh, um, challenge City in a substantial way and uh, to finish that challenge, not like last season. I understand where you're coming from. By the way, I agree about the scrutiny always. A manager has to be under scrutiny. Um, that's never uh, a question. No one is is beyond criticism. No one is beyond not being scrutinised. Um, I'm What I struggle with, though, is the, the expectation that if Arteta does not beat Man City or Liverpool to a title, and it's interesting that you didn't include the FA Cup in, in those either, because for me, I struggle with that, because the FA Cup is a major trophy. And um. Go on. Yeah, well, I think, yes, the FA Cup is a major trophy, mm. but it doesn't hold the same esteem as a Champions League title or right. a Premier League title since um, every major club from the Premier League pumps the brakes in the FA Cup, at least for the first few rounds. That's why you see mm. uh, some favorites get kicked out in the first few rounds. And uh, that competition doesn't get serious until the semifinal or the quarterfinal, depends on your draw. Uh, whereas the Champions League and the Premier League are non-stop from beginning to end you have to deliver on a mm. uh, top top uh quality level and i think a top manager which ateta obviously aspires to be and is on a on a uh, traction to be um has to deliver in that kind of challenge i understand the the reticence about the FA Cup sometimes. I think that almost all teams bar Man City, and that's only because they've got a, a joke of a squad, you know, available to them. Do tend to to kind of drop players out um, and rotate for those those early rounds of of the FA Cup. I think that's basically because of the demands that are on Premier League teams at the top end uh, of the Premier League table because they're involved in the Champions League, because they're involved in European competitions as well. But I I, I struggle always when people kind of demean the FA Cup and don't necessarily rate it. Like I see Arteta's critique 
critics often say he's won nothing during his career. And I'm like, well, that's not true because he's won the FA Cup, which is a really important trophy that he's won. And I also struggle with the criticism that they say he won it with Emery's squad because I'd argue that's an even more impressive achievement to do it with players that aren't necessarily the ones that you want. You've been able to succeed with that squad. I, I do agree with the scrutiny, absolutely. But the expectation to to expect Arteta to win a Champions League or to win a Premier League in this or next season to save his job. Otherwise, anything else is a sacking is what I can't get on board with. Because uh, if you, tr- I'll, I'll lay out to, to kind of end this this section with with yourself, Leo. Thanks for calling in, by the way. Just to end it with uh, some final words. If you were to try and convince me or anyone else that a Champions League or a Premier League in this or next season is the only way Arteta should stay in his job, how would you justify that to me? Um, just with his tenure, he's uh, in two years' time, he's going to be at the club for, for seven years. And any other manager that had that kind of uh, trust and leeway from the owners has to um, justify that. So Klopp took four years to win his first Champions League, five years mm. to win his first Premier League. Um, that, that would be, I think he is the one that you should uh, measure Ateta against since he is the only manager, aside from Guardiola, who is in his own league uh, because he can spend ridiculous amounts of money. Um, that is the one he has to be measured up against. And if he can't deliver one of those in uh, almost all the time that Klopp even had, like Klopp is uh, is going to finish on nine years at Liverpool. Mm-hmm. And if Ateta finished seven years without a Premier League title and without a Champions League title, um, then you at least you have to question. I don't think you have to sack question. him all the way, yep. but you yep. have to question him uh, yeah. since uh, we, we can't uh, predict how the Premier League is going to unfold, what's going to mm. happen with the Saudi mm. Arabian investments and things. But I think you have to seriously then question his ability to win titles, which is, as he himself always says, is the only thing you get measured by. Mm. So in, in conclusion, at the moment, we're renewing him um, and then we're going to assess him uh, in the next... Well, this and next season to see what happens. Leo, thank you for your time. I think you raised some fair points during the show. Have a good one. Appreciate your time, Leo. Uh, Make sure you give Leo plenty of love in the chat box. I think that was a fair discussion uh, on the manager. We're going to move on to our next caller. Amir is coming on next. Let's get Amir on. How are you doing, Amir? You good, Joel? Doing well. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad, mate. Not bad. I believe it's good to put a face to the name. I recognise your name from the chat box. And uh, yeah, I've been in. I've almost come on a couple of times before, but I thought there was a few uh, conversations happening in the chat. I just thought it was I needed to have a say. <laughs> Go for it, man. I, I'm enjoying this. So tell me how you're feeling about this topic. I mean, I'm, I'm 100% Arteta needs to get a new deal. Like, right. definitely, kind of no question. Um, really? No question at all? No, no question at all. Like, honestly, like I, um, you know, I remember it from... I remember the day sort of just before Wenger came in and we were hovering around, you know, we had a few sort of mid-table finishes or one or two mid-table finishes. Mm. We were around fifth. Then Wenger came in, we kind of, we got third and we had that sort of gradual increase and started becoming kind of competitive like we are now. Mm. Um, And then obviously the dark days of Wenger where nothing was really happening and we were sort of, we were scoffing at fourth place. And now we're kind of back in, at the table again, and it feels like people are maybe forgetting, you know, I guess forgetting where we were in sort of around the COVID times. You know, we were eighth yeah, yeah. twice, and it wasn't a very nice time. We had a bit of a toxic squad. We didn't know whether we were coming or going. Um, and I, I think, like, you know, with Leo on the previous call, like, I sort mm. of 
when he was saying about, I don't really agree with the whole. I think he raised some fair points. To be fair, you know. Mm. So I, yeah, I would disagree with that. I think that the, to say you're measuring on eighth, fifth, eighth, eighth, fifth, um, second, and then wherever we finish this, I think the first eighth has always got a bit of an asterisk next to it because obviously he took over half through the season and won an FA Cup during that campaign. The following season was, of course, the COVID season, which yeah. Liverpool utilised and won a title with. We sadly couldn't take advantage of in the way that we might have wanted to. And then the following season, of course, we competed for a Champions League place, which no one had us pegged for. Most people had us down as sixth right. or seventh, and we finished nearly fourth. And then, obviously, the season after that, you challenge for a title that no one is expecting Arsenal to do, and then raises the expectations, of course, to challenging for a league again and successively. But what I would say, Amir, what I'll challenge you with, with Leo's points, is I think what he's fair to say is that when we get to kind of the, obviously next season will be the fifth full season, the season after that will be the sixth full season, which if we give Arteta a new deal, he's going to be managing into his fifth, sixth, potentially seventh full seasons. If he wasn't to win anything in terms of a title or in terms of a Champions League, I think then there'd be plenty for fans to say, Maybe yeah. that is enough time. Yeah, yeah, totally. And that's and that's exactly where sort of I agree with like the last call. Like it was, mm. you know, I think on paper, and if you compare it to Klopp, like at this point, we should start to see something. You know, yeah. we should start to see like a major honour. Um, I think he's been a bit unlucky as well because like Man City have suddenly clicked into like overdrive beyond what we thought they could even become, winning like what they did last season. Liverpool being like the team that they've been the last few years. Um, and yeah, it just kind of feels like he's been a little bit unlucky with how competitive it, it actually is at the moment. Because maybe mm. in another time, um, we may have won the league last year or there may have been an opportunity to do something. And I think like looking ahead to the next two years, like I sort of kind of do half agree with the idea that next couple of seasons... Mm. We kind of need to see some some kind of honour, you know. I think yeah. a major honour, but then like it's difficult. Yeah. Like you know, like I say, Man City probably are the favourites this season and next season. So where yeah. is that honour? But it's just, you know, what I mean, it almost feels like we've got to kind of start getting something down on paper. Yeah, um, I mean, if Arteta establishes you as a title challenger. And then we recognise over the course of, say, last season, this season, if you signs a new deal, next season, the season after, and you don't win. You have to then start to question, is this as far as Arteta can take you as a manager? And is going to a different coach what's yeah, going to yeah, take yeah. you to that next step? Yeah, totally. Yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. And I just don't think we're there yet. Like, I think he's yeah. earned the right to kind of take us into those next phases, no matter yeah, yeah. You know, however long that's going to take hopefully it's you know it's, it's it's more of a short-term thing but i just think what he's given the way he's turned the club around re-engaged the fans you know the atmosphere and the sort of feeling around the club's been great he's raised our expectations mm. so maybe we are just a victim of our own success a little bit now and it's a testament to him that he's under this much scrutiny because he's done so well right like he's kind of brought our expectations up and now we're judging him at a much higher standard and that's kind of a testament to what he's done. So, um... yeah, I think, I think what the really hard point of view to challenge is the point of view that Arteta deserves the next deal to see if he can win the title or a Champions League within the next two and including this uh, and, and on top of that, sorry, this season as well. That's, that's the point of view I'm, I'm, think listeners and callers are going to struggle to come up with an argument to challenge. Would Do you think that's probably fair? 
Yeah, yeah, I don't, and I think it's you know it's just it's just the nature of football, isn't it? The immediacy is what everyone wants, and I we all, I want it, you want it, we definitely want to win something big in the yeah, next of course. few years. But I just think you've got to look beyond that, and you're gonna gonna look look at look at sort of how the players respond to him and the things you hear, like how the players talk about him and how they learn from him and the unity that he's kind of built. I just think there's a lot more to him and what he's bought to maybe what we see, and obviously as fans, it's now, 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 trophy, trophy, trophy. But actually, the yeah. context of it isn't quite that easy, I don't think. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, for me, definitely, it's not a question whether we should get a new deal or not. It's, But, you know, just let's hopefully see some conversion, you know, in the next yeah. sort of, like, two to three seasons, you know. Let's give mm. them three. Three, yeah. seasons, three seasons to win a major trophy would be my kind of... Um, Benchmark. Yeah, I, I think a Premier League title or a Champions League title in either 24-25 or 25-26, if that's not been secured, I think that is probably proving. And if we've, especially if we regress in those years yeah, as well, yeah. it's probably a fair time frame to say, yeah, I think he probably has taken us as far. As and it's has. actually, you know, even just staying still at the moment in the Premier League feels like um, Almost Progress, like progression in some ways because you're establishing yourself as a title challenger. Yeah, and you see how competitive it is. You know, Villa sort of, you know, within touching distance, even Spurs, you know, not far behind. There's so there's like mm-hmm. five, six teams every year that could finish in the top four and being like an established regular in that. I know people probably don't want to hear it, but it is a, is a bit, is a win as well, in my opinion. But uh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. it's been an absolute pleasure to, to, yeah, to put place to name, first of all. And, yeah, uh, and I hope that you call in for another show. For sure. For sure. Appreciate it. Cheers, Tom. Thanks, mate. Speak to you soon. Let's appreciate for Amir in the chat. Showing plenty of love, please. Uh, Valeria says, for Tom, do you think the community... Sorry, and for Tom and the community, do you think if Mikel Arteta had won more domestic cups like another Carabao Cup or an FA Cup and maybe the Europa League, would we have a little bit more patience for those uh, kind of Champions League or Premier League honours? And I think the answer is yes. Uh, if he had have done better in those tournaments and maybe picked up another trophy on the domestic level or the Europa League, I think certainly there'd be more patience for him than there currently does exist. Uh, Alistair is our next caller. Uh, Alistair, how you doing, mate? You good, Joel? Yeah, not bad. Oh, I can't hear you for some reason. Oh, sorry, I had my finger over the hole, that's why. That'll be the reason. <laughs> how you doing, mate? Sorry about the background. I'm I'm, I'm renovating, so uh, I'm in the middle of decorating and stuff like that. So You're going to yeah. plenty of pubs in London, mate, and it looks exactly the same, so I wouldn't complain too much about that. Um, <laughs> going into a pub in the, in in London hurts me quite a lot when it comes to paying for it, yeah, so I don't Indeed. do that right. Indeed, you're yeah. not wrong. Tell me where you're at with this conversation, mate. I think people are going to see... I think people got to, haven't thought that, you know, Arteta's negotiating a new contract and it's quite good that he's doing it right now because obviously he's negotiating what he wants in, in his pay packet and his thing but there's another thing that they want they want to know if they can win and they want to know what transfer budget they've got coming to it. so him actually negotiating now and the club wanting him this is like well what are you going to give me in the summer what 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 resources have i got in the summer and because mm. the Money's one thing for them, uh, obviously for managers. But they, Arteta's—you can tell he's a winner. He wants to win. He's—he's mm. 
he's got it in him. He, he's not going to stop at Arsenal if he doesn't think he can progress his career and he wants to win. I think that's why Barcelona is a no-go because at the moment, Barcelona's, you know, he'd go back to square one like he was with Arsenal. You yeah. Know? So if, if it was like, if it was Real Madrid or Bayern knocking at the door, do you think it would yeah. be a different story? I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, it could be, but it could be if Arsenal, if he doesn't think Arsenal have got that ambition to go further than what they are. And if, uh, because I think he's a, if, I think he's a person that if he went from Arsenal now thinking that he might think he, he's failed at Arsenal and he wants mm. to see at Arsenal. So if he goes on to Real Madrid, if he won summer, he won a Champions League and hopefully he wins one um, and he won something. Maybe he might go on to Real Madrid after that because he says, well, I've done the Premier League now, you know, like how Pep's done it and, you know, how, you know, he's he moved around the, um, you know, Spanish League and then he went to German League and, I, I think I think he's got pride in himself that he wants to get he wants to do it with Arsenal and if Arsenal yeah. show him ambition and that's why I think it's quite important that he's negotiating now and not waiting until the summer because people mm. think you wait until summer oh it's summer it's he, 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 I, I want him concentrating on uh, and and Edu not concentrating on his contracts you want to concentrate on getting you know the the next best players you know uh, mm. and stuff like that you know we don't want to be negotiating his, his yeah, contract. It's a really interesting point that because a lot of people have raised the argument that no, we should wait until the end of the season, see where we finish and then make a judgment on Arteta's deal. But I think the reality of the situation is that, you know, you can't do that really in the world of football. Like, When do we really see managers announce their new contracts? They don't tend to be at the end of seasons. They're usually yeah. announced mid-season. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's... I, I, I think it's the same with, you know, uh, they've said it with Klopp, haven't they? You know, um, you know, people question why they brought it out now, you know. Um, and I think a lot of that to do is 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 to do with to stop it from leaking, and it's it's them that get to release the, you know, the the news if, if you know what I mean, rather it coming from a leaking because it'll probably leak eventually. But I think like yeah, managers they want to know what's what what's coming in the summer. You know, there's so many managers that are out there that you know. That haven't got, don't get the resources, and they just move on, don't they? You know, mm. um, you look, you look at Ange. If Ange, oh, 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 unfortunately, I, I do actually quite like Ange. Um, I don't want to like him. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. Trust me, I'll send it, you some clips, mate, and I'll make you not like him anymore. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if if, if Tottenham have got to be careful with him because if they don't show ambitions for him, he's probably just going to walk somewhere else. You know, mm. and that's mm. what that's what. But Arsenal got, for me, it's not about the manager. I'm not an Arteta in or an Arteta out. I hate this Arteta in out, Arteta yeah, out. Right, so because for me, if there's a better manager out there and we can get him, we go get him. But sure. I don't see another manager that's not going to be a project manager mm. like Arteta. Do you, uh, why aren't you in favour of, if I throw to you Chelsea and say Chelsea have won two Champions Leagues in the last, what, 10 uh, to 15 years, they've won a number of uh, Premier League titles, obviously countless cups, and they've done that by hiring and firing managers. Why doesn't that appeal to you after seeing what Chelsea have done with it? Because they've, they're a club with a blank checkbook. Mm, sure. They have, you know, so, so a City, they've both got blank checkbooks. People keep forgetting about that. You know, we've, we've, we've been 
paying off the stadium for a very long time. We've been paying off, you know, uh, you know, building the new all the facilities that we've got, and mm. we, we are in that position now where we are now because of what we did, you know. And and Chelsea, I oh, do you know the one team I absolutely hate over everyone. I did used to not like like them. It's just what they do to football. They are just a they're just anti-football and. I, I respect Man City because they try to play football, but uh, Chelsea, I just think they're just, um, yeah, I just think the cheese. <laughs> oh, I know, I know Man City, but they try to play this pure football, and I really like that. I like the fact that mm. what you know, trying to play attacking football. Uh, although I do think it's a bit boring, um, you know, because mm. it's just them all the time. But uh, Chelsea have just they've, they've had a blank checkbook. And that they can yeah, do yeah. what they've got that checkbook. If we had that checkbook, then maybe we could do we could sack managers all the time, but then we'd be having problems with FFP, you know. If we're sacking managers all the time, yeah. we haven't got you're paying compensation to the manager all the time, then where's your money for your foot for to go out and recruit all the time? And then you've got a new project every time when a new manager comes in, and all the managers they've ever got, they've 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 left. Chelsea in a worse state mm. you know I think mm. people Arteta may not be that guy that gets us to the Champions League or the you know to to, to that thing but what he's doing he's getting us to a stage where you know he, he 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 will leave our club in a better state than he found it and that's where I you know um mm. well if he was to leave today the club's in a miles better position than it was when he took over. I don't think that can even be debated, to be honest. You know, it's just that's just a fact. <laughs> but uh, when it, it, I, I think that the hiring and firing thing, you know, we talk about Chelsea. You, you're bright to bring up their financial context, but Manchester United have, have hired and fired since Ferguson. Um, Spurs have hired and fired. You know, they they had a period under Pochettino. It didn't work out. Got them to a Champions League final, of course. Never took them really to a a title race. It, it never really felt like they were in it with the Leicester season, um, and obviously didn't win anything with Pochettino there. And then brought in a guy like Mourinho, who is obviously designed as a coach to come into a club. Every club he'd been at prior to Spurs, he'd won something. He comes but into. Think, go on. My, last my, word on this because I want to get the next caller on. But keep going, Andy. I think you know we, you know, the people, um, you know, question what Ars- Arsene Wenger did, and and I think he did, he should have left sooner than he did. But what he's done, he, you know, with the stadium and the mm. and the and, and the training ground, he's just left us in such a good state. If you look at Manchester United; they spent all this money, but they've not spent money on the facilities and and, and the ground. Apparently, their 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 training ground is falling apart. You know, who mm. what? What top player wants to go into that environment? So you go into that environment, and you're probably looking around. And like, I, I can go to, you know, this isn't an environment I want to be in. And if you go to like people like uh, where we are, and you know, Spurs have done the same with their ground, and, and nearly every team, lots of teams are like really investing in their mm. in the training. I don't think enough is 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 emphasised on stuff like that. Like I think a lot of you know Manchester United have just let everything just like. Right, and th- and that's where I think Alex Ferguson let the club down, and and where Arsene Wenger is, he could have won one on the pitch, but where he has actually left us in such a, you know, he was a big driver in a lot of, you know, all all that rebuilding stuff like that. But yeah, mm. oh. but yeah, I am coming no, to. You. I think I think it's an interesting point, Alistair, about how Ferguson and Wenger left those clubs. Um, yeah. 
Because there's no doubt that Arsenal have been more successful than Manchester United since Ferguson left. Um, and obviously, I think that is in part because of what, um, you know, Manchester United have never really come close, I don't think at all, to, to challenging for a title. And obviously, since Wenger left, Arsenal managed to get back up to the, the ranks of, of competing at the top of the table under Arteta, of course, um, sitting in a much faster period than than Manchester United did after Ferguson. But Alistair, thank you for your time, mate, and for jumping on. Uh, you don't need to apologise for the background. It looks it looks rather regal, so I appreciate that. And uh, I'll speak to you soon. Yeah, I'll, I'll be seeing you at the uh, the live event. I'm looking forward oh, to the live event. Yeah, brilliant. So I look forward I'll, to meeting you, my friend. I think the Hive is uh, your favourite kit, the Hive is oh. one. I have a real fear that people going to this event are just going to wear the away kit. I, mean, I really think I, it's just I, going to happen. People are listening and they, they're, they're going to this live event. I think they should all wear the high-vis, you know, and you know, should yeah. all match with the high one. Right. Well, Tom, I, I don't like this movement that's been started, but uh, yes, I think it's going to be a sea of luminescent high-vis. Everyone will know uh, what events are in that place. You have to get your sunglasses on, you know. Indeed. Yeah. I'll speak yeah. to you soon, mate. Have a fantastic one. I look forward to meeting you. Right. Thanks, Alistair, for coming on. Much appreciate time. Anthony's up next. Uh, let's have a chat with Anthony. How are you doing, mate? You good, Joel? Oh. Hi, can you hear me? I can. Uh, there, there, is there a delay? Can you hear me or is it? You no, know, I can hear you perfectly fine. Everything's good fine stuff. with me. How are you doing, mate? You good, Joel? Yeah, not too bad. Anthony, by the way, nice to meet you. Um, just to give my two cents on it, I think uh, I think this deal is very, very premature. Because mm -hmm. um, the way that I see it, I'm not like most other Arsenal fans. I didn't really expect us to really put in a massive title charge and really push City all the way, let alone win it. Mm. I've always had my own personal expectations for what Arteta needed to achieve. And yeah. the season we finished fifth, um, I wanted him to get us back into Europe, which he did. Yeah. And yeah. slightly over, like almost overachieved, but yeah, cool. Mm, sure. The season after that, last season, I wanted him to get us top four and he put us in a title charge, almost overachieved again, which is completely mm. fair enough. And this season, my expectation was for him to get us top four again, win a trophy, any trophy, and, you know, a, a respectable run in the Champions League. And mm. at this point... um, it doesn't really look like that. The main one was the trophy for me. So in my opinion, he's underachieved this season. So far. And yeah, so far. I mean, if we make it to the Champions League final, I'll 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 happily eat my words and <laughs> cool, we can we can we can talk about a new contract then. But at the moment he's underachieving and when Arteta was first hired, I I, I literally after about say five, six, seven games, a friend of mine was like, you know, Arteta might be the guy. He might win you this and that and all the rest of it. And I was like, do you know what? I don't think he'll be the guy to win us Champions Leagues because realistically, as Arsenal fans, that's what we really want. That's the one that's missing from our cabinet. Yeah. But I think he will be the guy to rebuild the club and take us back to where we're quote-unquote supposed to be. And he's done that. And to me, I think... Is that the best he can do? I'm not one to say Arteta out or sack him at the end of the season if he doesn't win us this league. But right. the way that I'm looking at it, Ancelotti's contract runs out at the end of next season. 
It's just renewed. renewed if we marry that in December, was it not a one year deal though? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> all I know is so that he renewed. I, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all that, yeah, no, I heard he renewed. Um, at first, I thought it was like a five-year deal, and I was like, that's very look. uncommon of Real Madrid. But I've viewed talk shows, and I've heard one-year deal. So, obviously, 26. if that's true, then I think that marries up nicely with 26. So, that is... Okay, so that's not end of next season. That's It'll be two season seasons after. after this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Hmm, that does kind of change things. But for me, I don't know. I just don't think we should be rewarding Arteta for not achieving his goals because this. So this squad is where is I think the conversation level. gets really interesting, Anthony. Because football's really binary. It's it's a really kind mm -hmm. of like black or white scenario. There's so many things in football. If you get a contract, right. it's seen as a reward, and if you don't get a contract, it's seen as well, you know the opposite being you, you move on and you sack them. Or of course, you could say you can let their contract expire in that sense. In the world of football, you can't really allow managerial contracts if you're at this end of the table to run down to the point where you're in a season where they're going to expire at the end of the campaign because as a club yeah. it can be looked at as really bad in terms of planning and especially in terms of the players you might yeah. want to sign where are the guarantees for the players that might be coming in that the manager that they're signing for is going to be there for the you know a, a big portion of their contract so people often look at the contract situation of managers as a, a contract is rewarding them rather than the fact for me it's just a case of deciding that we're going to keep hold of him for the foreseeable. But there's no guarantee that you can't then just sack them at any point that you want to sack them. It doesn't mean you can't do that. I, I mean, maybe I'm being slightly sentimental here, but I really just don't like the idea of Arsenal sacking managers. You know, mm. like, really, like even when Emery got sacked, like I admit he needed to go. But like, it did kind of just rub me up the wrong way because, you know, someone that grew up in West London went to school right next to Stamford Bridge. Like this was when like when I was in school, this was what I was arguing with other people about, like your club is this, that and the other about sacking managers. So I don't really want to turn into that. I feel like it, it, it suits the class of Arsenal to kind of just let a manager run down his contract and see him off. But I completely Ooh, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> I completely hear what you're saying in terms of like the stability and signing players and whatnot. That is really the only caveat to the argument that I'm really putting forward. But mm. on the flip side, I at this point, I'm really starting to not trust Arteta with, you know, big, big transfers because much like a lot of Arsenal fans, I, I really don't agree with this whole Havertz thing. Mm. I, was on the, I was on the... Brilliant transfer, brilliant transfer. Um, but I think that one's a that one. It was kind of writing on the wall. You know what you're getting. You know what you're getting when you sign a Declan Rice. I'll take my hat off more to a Timber or something like that. But sure. I don't know. Timber strikes me as the kind of player that he 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 was a fairly low money, low cost signing. I don't think Arteta was like million pounds. In. I think was our in our top ten most expensive signings of our history. Really. Yeah. Really? Wow. I'll have to look that up. But um <laughs> to be fair, it did I mean, surprise me when I when I saw the numbers. Yeah, I mean low cost in low cost in the general stratosphere of what sure. football is today. Maybe not Arsenal, say, but in the but, market, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um and you know, I again I look at that sign and I think, was that more of a scouting job or 
was Arteta like, I want this guy, I want him to, he's my guy, I want him to be my only guy, or was it, he had a range of five, six different versatile defenders. But back to the Havertz thing, I feel like that is a deal that has massively hampered us. And yeah, we could see a Xhaka-like remontada, but mm. for me, I, I, I really, it really rubs me up the wrong way to bring someone like Havertz for our midfield who has never really proven to be the kind of midfielder that we need in terms of secure, secure in possession, good passer, can get your who would you have get signed? some goals. Do you know what? This is a bit of an this is a bit of um revisionism from me, but I think Alexis McAllister would have been a brilliant signing. Mm. Um mm. and I think at the time we could have gotten him. Yeah, we were we were well above Liverpool if we had come and swooped in. Um I mean, I kind of you, you're the one that actually put me onto him, but I think Dominic Soboslai was mm, one that well, I hear as well. But, don't say you his know, name. Seeing as seeing as he's progressed, <laughs> seeing as he's progressed, I'm I'm kind of having second thoughts about him as well because I a lot of people I think he's already slightly becoming a bit overrated in the Premier League. I don't think he's had the performances okay. that um, a lot of people think he's having or talk like they are. But yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe like a one-year extension could could it could do me. But I, I don't know, man. I just don't feel like we're being very premature. With, I think um, it'll be a. I think it'll be a two-year. I think it'll be a two-year extension, so it'll run through till twenty-seven. Uh, if they do renew mm. it, I'd be surprised if it was longer than that. Managerial deals tend to be mm. shorter than than player contracts, so I, I'd, 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 my guess would be twenty-seven. Yeah. which yeah. you know, I'm not going to complain too much, but I think I'm on the side of right now. A contract is the right choice. And this contract has to kind of be the contract. This is the contract in which Arteta has to deliver yeah, okay. like the, the big honours, as we've talked about. And if he doesn't, it probably is an indication that he's taken us, he's progressed us as a club back into a team that are now expecting in the context mm. of this league, not just the context of our history, but the context mm. of this league, that we are a title challenger. But that is as far as he can take us. And we need to go up a level in terms of a manager to take us from a team that is expected to challenge to a team that is going to be able to win it. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I know you've got other corners, so I'll, I'll make this quick. But yeah, bye, I've got sorry two... about it. it was a really good conversation. <laughs> I've got two questions for you, mm. right? Let's say we crash out of the last 16 of this Champions League run mm -hmm. to Porto, which would be shambolic. Yeah, horrific. Um, I, I, yeah, I, and, he's, and he does get that another contract, yeah? Mm -hmm. If we have a repeat of this season or this hypothetical mm. next season, do you think that's grounds for him to be sacked? What well, what else happens this season? You'd have to tell me what else is happening. So, so, so let's say we let so let's say we fit let's say we finish third, seven right. points off the champions, right? Sure. Crash out of the last sixteen, and we know mm. we've done horrific in the domestic cups mm. for me, anyway. Yeah. Let's say we get a, a repeat of that in maybe a little remix, maybe it's quarterfinals, but you know, similar levels of disappointment. Do you think that we? Do you think he, that's grounds for him to be sacked? It's a, good, it's a fair question. Um, do I think it's grounds for him to be sacked if we renew and then next season we go out of the last 16 the Champions League again? 
and finish behind Liverpool. Well, Liverpool, who well, not necessarily Liverpool, but another team because Liverpool, of course, next season I just third, young, just but, third, just third. Yeah, yeah. So it could be anybody. It could be Chelsea. It could be Tottenham. Like, yeah. I think that there would be a really serious conversation now, just about are we progressing at that point? I think you'd be absolutely fair mm. to say and ask the question: Are we progressing? Is there somebody else who, mm. if we could move on our tech at the end of that campaign? That is going to take us level. I think there is. I don't think I can sit here and say categorically, yeah, I'd get rid. But I, th- I certainly think if that would happen okay. and we finished in that position, I'd be like, I'd be looking around and thinking and asking myself and others the question: Do you think there's someone else who could take us further than what we're seeing so far? Especially because he would have had another summer transfer window, uh, of which I expect mm. us to spend money and to take the squad into mm. a better position. So yeah, I think if we were to have a repeat of this season, hypothetically, if we crash out of the last sixteen of the Champions League twice then I think, yeah, you would be very right to ask that question about whether or not okay. we are now on the right path or whether or not we've stagnated. I think that would be fair, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that a fair answer? <clears throat> and my second and final question. Yeah, no, no, I, I completely understand. A bit of fence-sitting, really, but okay. Um, my final question, and uh, given the fact that a lot of our rivals, Man United, Liverpool are just about to go for a rebuild, Chelsea are in disarray and Tottenham are kind of going through their own rebuild of themselves after losing the best striker in the world, in my opinion. Do you, do you think we should now really be putting that pressure on Arteta to win the Premier League? Because I think at this moment, we're up, well, at this moment, I think Arsenal are in a really fortunate position in the sense that a lot of our, we're up. And a lot of our rivals are down. So we can mm. really... I think this needs to be a time where we pick up silverware, get names on get names on trophies, all this kind of stuff. We need to put mm-hmm. our name in the record books for a yeah. lot of things because this opportunity, especially in the modern day of football, I don't think is going to come around too often. And I understand Pep, Pep and City are a juggernaut and rare tear-tear, but what I mean by pressure is a real demand for trophies, to be honest, because this was my thing for this season. What does that look like? I never know what that means. When we say we need to put pressure on the manager, we need to demand. I don't know what that is. (laughs) You'd have to tell me. Okay. When I say pressure, when I say pressure, I mean an absolute must for trophies. Be it Europa League, be it, like, be it Europa League. Right, but does that Premier mean going League, to the stadium with a giant banner that with... says you must win trophies? Does it mean protest? Is what? How do you put pressure on the manager? Well, I think it means. I think it means. I think it means absolutely kicking off when we exit any kind of cup competition in the early right. stages. Like for example, when we got knocked out by West Ham, I think the fan base was fairly split 50-50 in terms of. Me and my side, this is absolutely unacceptable. And then there were other people that were like, I don't, I don't like the the, the League Cup isn't really a major trophy for me. I don't really care. No, 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 no. Well, I was I absolutely really, tearing my dreadlocks out <laughs> when I was hearing this because it was it was driving me up the wall. So the, the, what I my, when I talk about pressure, I mean an ab, like we not tolerating um going out of cup competitions in these fashion, in this fashion. Mm. Oh, have we lost Anthony? Lisbon, losing oh, no, to West Ham. Sorry, Anthony, you cut out there. Be at home second. or away. Like, we need to have... We... Uh, I think Anthony's that, connection unfortunately, is, is letting him down. The Chelsea's and the Real Madrid's of, the, of this world have where it is... 
Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, is, it's, is it's really letting you down. The delay has gone to about 10 seconds now. Anthony, I'm really yeah, sorry about that. If you watch it back, you'll it. see how much you cut out. But it's been a pleasure talking to you. Yeah. I'm going to have to jump to the yeah, next caller. I, I think you asked some really fair questions. I'll try and answer yeah. that just, yeah, just yeah, briefly yeah. before you go on the pressure side of things. I still really don't know what pressure means. I still really don't know what kicking off means. I think that in terms of like where we're at, oh, Anthony's definitely gone. Uh, in terms of where we're at as a club and, and how we look, what pressure ultimately means, we ask questions as fans. We still go to games. We still get behind the club. We still support the players. We ask questions. We expect people that are and have the ability to ask the questions directly to, to the manager to ask those questions of, of his tenure and what the expectations are. But I think you have to be, you know, grounded and in some ways realistic about things. I don't know what... I'll try... Anthony, are you back? Is the connection working now? It's a huge delay. It's a really, really big delay. I can't do I can't do it with that. But I'm sorry. But Anthony was fantastic. Asked some really, really fair questions. But if you are like Anthony asking, saying we need to put pressure, we need to kick off, etc. Can you let me know in the comment section or the chat box what kicking off or putting pressure on means? I, I'm curious to know what that means. Uh, let's bring in our next caller, Abdul. Uh, how are you doing, mate? You good, Joel? I'm good, Tom. How are you? Yeah, very good, mate. Very good indeed. Uh, tell me what you'd like to talk about with this topic. Yeah, so I'm I'm pretty consistent. I've already mentioned it before. So basically, um, when we first hired Arteta, I knew that it was it's, it's um, he's he's unexperienced. And the thing about um, getting a manager like that, you're taking a risk. The risk is we got to wait until we give him enough time for that for him for him to to, to gain that experience. For him to be competing against the high-level managers, the other th the other option was is that you go ahead and you just assign an experienced manager that we are confident in that will take us to that next level. We t we ended up taking the Arteta out, which is fine. I mean, I get it. And it's like that's what the club thought um, was the best decision to do at the time. I don't personally agree, but like I can't do much about it, right? So we mm. just gotta analyze the situation that we are in right now. So. Since since we went that route, then we got to give him time for him to gain that experience. And it's not just like it's not like Klopp because I um uh we, we're we're comparing him to Klopp, which is not because Klopp had a ton of experience. He was doing great at Dortmund. Um, people won't care about that though, Abdul. Like, yeah, if but, I just be blunt, people no, won't. Yeah, care I know. It doesn't have as much I'm just, experience. I, I'm just I'm just being realistic about hmm. the route that we ended up taking from uh, an Arsenal perspective. That doesn't mean that we as fans agree with it but we were that's what they put for us you know what i mean it's just like we don't like we can't make the choice they make the choice we we can just voice our opinions um we can be loud enough but but at the end of the, at the end of the day they do what they want so they chose that route they think that's the best possible thing for um the club moving forward so be it um we just got to analyze the situation right so people need to have that understanding whether whether they like it or not that's just that's just the reality of it, right? This is this this is this is the reality of it. So we you you have an experienced manager who who came in. He's not just gonna have to experience the Premier League or um or how to um, stabilize a team and go to that high level. He's gonna have to experience mm. everything from the start as the head manager, literally everything. It's um so he has to know how to deal with Edu in terms of transfers. He has to look at the type of players that he wants, find the play style that fits him the best. Um, um, 
see the players that he acquired from the old regime and see who he can use and not use, um, all that stuff, right? So that's that will take time. That's not just a season or two where we can be like, okay, you know what? Like, we're going to hit the ground running, right? So that's why um, the first couple seasons, I, the only reason that I was against Arteta or I wanted him sacked early on is because of his player management. I would never liked his player management. I think that... A, what is a, it about pro- that? I think a proper coach, no matter how how awful the player in front of you is or how big mm. their ego is, if you can't deal with with them, then I have no confidence in this coach dealing with any player that we get because you what might. Example would you use? Yeah. So I mean, I obviously Ozil's the biggest um, example. Um, mm. Like you didn't know how to um, man, and I think that was more of a club issue, honestly, than an Arteta issue with 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 Ozil, but. Um, yeah. With Aubameyang as well. Um, again, there well, was Aubameyang some. Aubameyang turned up late to a North London derby. I think he turned up late to a number of other, which is yeah, one I, other game as well. I understand. Late back from um, from France during yeah, the COVID I'm, period as well. I'm, yeah, I'm not saying that your star player deserves special treatment. Obviously, yeah. everyone deserves to be, but that's that's on the coach to deal with that kind of situation, right? Well, he did. He kicked him out. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah. that that for me was just the easy way out. I would have liked more of like a to have some sort of understanding going on, maybe give them a couple of warnings. I think um, they did, didn't they? Because he was obviously the game. When he was late to the North London derby, he was taken out the starting lineup and put on the bench. When he came back late from France, I think he was taken out of the... The team, or he was definitely benched because I remember him being on the bench away. Yeah. At, I think it was Everton yeah. that he was on the bench for. He was definitely there. benched a lot towards you're during so that time. I, yeah, are they not the warnings that you're talking about? That's no, but that's not that's that for me is not a warning. A warning is when you have a one on one talk, a one on one real talk with with that player, and you you How set do we your know that didn't happen though. I mean, we'll never know, but I mean, I think that a proper well, we, coach. Well, if, we, if we never know, we can't no. use that, can we? Well, no, you know no, what I, mean? I think I think a proper coach can because I think Klopp set that example. For me, he has a lot of egos on on his team. Yet he was able to manage them appropriately. And the biggest ones is is Mane and uh, Mo, Mo Salah. A mm. lot of issues going on there, but he was able to manage it. They were they were both um, assisting each other. Some, sometimes they were selfish. Sometimes they refused to make the pass. But I feel like Klopp was able to handle that well, which is why for me, Klopp for me was a great um, coach to manage players. He's he just he he builds that understanding with with his players. He confronts those issues head on, and I feel like Arteta instead of doing that, he just like kicked the players out or moved them on or whatever, which is fine. At the end of the day, that's his coaching style. I don't I don't like it. I don't think. Um, I, I think long term there there might be a, a little bit of an of an issue there because you never know the player that you're getting. Um, when you when you when when you sign this player, you don't know the implications of that player later on on the team, right? If it's mm. not going to fit your style in terms of personality, in terms of ego, again, you don't know. That's the risk. But again, um, that's that happened. That's his coaching style. We he signed players that fit his system that he has an understanding with. Great. He found his way into the team. He found his way into making a proper team, a proper well balanced team. Took him three seasons to do so. Great, no problem, right? That's no problem. Great. So far, he's been meeting, he's been exceeding honestly my expectations. Um, because I had it set that it will take him five seasons for us to compete for top four. He did it in four seasons or three seasons and a half, right? Oh, so yeah, um, so at, at the end of the day, like it's not like he exceeded my expectation. However, right now, once you exceed that expectation, you set a whole new level of of, of expectation. Right. So now the, the, the expectations right now have risen up. So now that we're making top four, 
mm. right? The expectation is that we're, we're, we're every season we're going to comp- compete to win the title, no matter what, right? Because you made top four, you made us, yeah. you, you made your fans believe that we can compete, that we can reach this level. Like that's your own doing. You made us believe. You you, you made us gain that, that expectation. So <laughs> sure. it, 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 it's so I, so me when I'm going in and I'm I'm expecting to get um to win the title this season. I think that was fair from from a fan perspective to expect because we signed players to allow us to do so. Now, the the excuse that I can give here is that we lost Timber early in the season, right? That that happens, mm-hmm. right? So again, um, Liverpool w- w- without Van Dijk barely made top four. Things like this happen, and you have to give those excuses, and um, it's on what you do afterwards that matters. So far, it's been going okay. Um, we're still top four. Those few losses that we got, or a couple losses that we got in in, in our role were a little bit worrying um, from a from a fan standpoint. Like we're just dropping multiple games in a row. Like that 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 shouldn't be the case. Um, but that happened. But now we went back into winning ways. Yesterday's game was pretty convincing for me. I think uh, the the team did really really well. I think we I think we 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 could have scored more. That's for sure. Um, so maybe the team still needs to work on that finishing aspect of their game, but uh, again, uh, so far we're we're on track. I don't think the title is, is that far away from us. I I think no. I think it's still there. It's still within our like we can still grab it if we really want to. Mm. Um, but that's really up to the manager and the and the players to to meet those those expectations. The other thing is we're still in the Champions League. It also depends on how well we do in the Champions League. I'm not looking, I'm not saying that oh his first time in the Champions League he's supposed to win. But no, get that experience, get that exposure going into next season. That's going to be an expectation for us because that's the one that I personally um like I want the most because we've never won it. Sure. So sure. that one for me I want I like I want the most. So um again just give the guy some time but this all brings back to you should i give him a contract right now i i i don't think and this is my personal opinion i don't think we should and i understand i understand your point of view that um you we need to have that set expectation going into into the summer seeing the direction that that we want to go i understand that but i also understand that we're arsenal football club Right, it's the manager who should want to manage the club, not us wanting the manager. Right, so it should be that Arteta really wants to manage these players, wants to manage this football club, wants to make it successful. So I wouldn't be, so I shouldn't be from an Arsenal standpoint worried about someone else, uh, a different club signing him or giving him a contract or taking him away from us. I think we should have that understanding that we're a big club. We gave him this opportunity. Right for for him to to show what exposure. about the player argument though? Um, well, yeah, from and the perspective of if if we don't give Arteta a new deal, and in the summer he'll have one year left on his contract, you're trying to sign players on five year contracts, four or five year contracts, and they want assurances that Mikel Arteta is going to be the manager of them because they've been impressed by what he's done and they're signing because he's at the club, and you can't give that to them because you've yeah. not renewed his deal. How does that factor into your thinking? Okay, so let's say um, by the end of the season we we end up not getting top four because my my biggest concern with this club is it's all those last ten matches is where we screw everything up. Those last mm. ten. Where matches, do you think we're going to finish? Out of interest, uh, I'm pretty sure we'll we'll finish top two. 
top two you think okay so let, let's let's go on that hypothetical basis then right. because at the moment you said you wouldn't give them a new contract so let's say we finish top two let's just say we finish second just i think i think the like that's where i put us at the start of the season I yeah this is finishing second so if that happens and you don't want to give arteta a new deal because in your argument you know as a big club we should be able to hold on to our manager. He should want to stay come the end of that tenure and we can make a decision on that. But I'm saying we finish second, we go into the summer transfer window and players want assurances that Arteta is going to be the coach. Otherwise, they have question marks about signing because Ten Hag is going to be the manager at Manchester United from the looks of things. You know, Liverpool are going to bring in a coach 100%. that they know is yep. going to be that coach for the foreseeable future. Yep. Guardiola, there are question marks, but obviously if you sign for Man City, it's you get the guarantees outside of just the manager, of course, yep. that they're going to be up there competing. How how do we justify to players that the, man, the manager that they want to play under is going to be here when we're not going to renew his contract until the end of a season. Because at that point in time, if we did get top two and we do well in the in the, in the Champions League, not necessarily win it, but we do well, we 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 make some sort of splash in the Champions League, mm. then that for me is definitely an, an okay for the club to tell those players, hey, Arteta's going to continue, we're going to renew his contract, and we can do that all with, 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 within the summer. Give those guarantees, give all that expectation for the players coming in. My only worry, if we give it to him right now, and then those last 10 games, we drop like four of those games, and we end up dropping out of top four because it's really tight. The top four mm. are all really close to each other. Like, if we drop two or three games or three more games, I think we might drop from top four. That's just what how 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 I see it. Um, mm. It's 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 the top four spot is very competitive this yeah. year. And um, like you had a team out of nowhere in Aston Villa with Emery, they're doing fantastic, right? And that's mm. and, and and that's what you're up against, right? So uh, uh, you, we we need to have that understanding. It's usually those last ten games, every single season, is where we as a club we mess it up. <laughs> so I am worried that towards the the end of the season we don't make top four, and that for me is going to be huge. Because we already gave the manager a contract, I understand that we'll sack him later on if that's the case. But sure. why, why put ourselves in that position, anyways? Right? We can. Well, because of what we, I've said, I, 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 I think, understand. I, I understand. I, I don't think you can. I don't think there is a. I don't think realistically you can be in a situation where you don't renew him. Um, and you can expect then to sign all the players that you want to sign, regardless of how they might think about Arsenal in the long term. Because if you're a player signing for a club, you're signing for minimum four, most likely five-year contracts is what players sign for. And if you're signing for a club, you're typically, I, I would argue that the club is obviously one factor of who you're signing for, but the next biggest reason that you're signing for a club is because of who the manager is, especially then, at the top level. I understand that, Tom, but let me throw this argument back to you, Okay. I know for a fact, if we give him a contract right now, and just mm. like Shane mentioned in, in, in the comments, and that's one of my of the arguments that I, that I was going to use against us giving him a contract right now, mm. we won't sack him. He will not be sacked. I, I guarantee it. I know this club is not going to sack yeah, him. I don't, right? I, I don't think so. Either. We'll, we're going to start again next year, and we're going to have a good run at the beginning. Everything's going to be fine. We're going to be going. Mm. And Arteta has that way of talking to the management. He He does. Give pe he does give people what they want to hear a lot of times. I think he's good with his words. Doesn't for um, me in the press conference. Uh, in the press conference, he does, yeah, obviously. <laughs> but I'm saying, 
when it really comes down to it, he does give people what they want to hear. And like the beginning of when he when when he first hired, I can tell that from the speech that 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 he gave. He had a good understanding of what's going on with the club. He he said what he's supposed to say as a newly hired manager for the club. Um, and that was basically the first thing that I realized about him. He is good with his words. And I'm 100% sure that even if he doesn't make top five this season, we give him a contract this season, he will not be sacked and he will still be here. And that's just my only concern. That's one of my biggest concerns. My biggest concern is that we as a club should be bigger than the player. We should be bigger than the manager. And they should be they should be the ones who want to stick with us because we provide that exposure for them. We're, we're huge. Our fan base is huge, right? And just a player who joins a team, his, follow, his following goes up significantly. A manager joins, following goes up significantly. And we should have that understanding, okay? So I completely disagree with the fact that we should be giving him a contract right now in, just in case the of any club signing him. Now the player part is is definitely an, an argument there, but I still say we have that expectations with Arteta. If you don't make top two this season, and we're and we we, we don't do well in the Champions League, mm. then that's where we can say that we so you'd get probably, rid. Yeah, we we'll probably not be renewing that contract. That no, no, no I don't mean not getting. I don't mean not renewing. Yeah, I mean get rid because I don't think that I I think it's one or the other. I think yeah, you either yeah, renew so, him or you have to get rid of him because I yeah, don't think the club are going to let him run down to a year left on his contract. I think I think he I think he will get it, but uh, but my uh, my only thing is I don't think we should guarantee him that contract yet either. But then you're saying we should sack him. So at that point, he should be sacked. But right. again, um, okay. is that going to happen fine. or not? Uh, that's, is, that's, that's what I wanted to get to. Yeah. That's fine. Is I that, just wanted yeah. the answer. Is that yeah? Is that is that going to happen or not? He probably will never be sacked. Um, because he'll still be doing decent enough for the club owners to be like, this is this is this is good enough for us, right? And um, this is like we're just gonna go back to the Wenger days where we're gonna be basically just a top four team, right? We won't be winning the league, right? And that's um, and honestly, I think Wenger got screwed over with the, with the entire system, anyways. But that's that's the whole different thing, whole different discussion. But um, we we want to start winning the league, right? We want to start doing well and competing and looking to win the Champions League. And mm. Arteta needs to show us that he can do so after showing us what he's capable of last season. He got more players this year. He signed more. He signed Havertz and he signed Rice. He lost him, but I understand. But he still has two of his major signings, Havertz and Rice, right? Mm. And they're still in it, right? So... Is it Havers that's, that's going to let him down? I don't know because Rice is definitely doing a fantastic job, mm. right? Mm. Yeah, should we have player. saved? Yeah, should we should we have saved Havers' money and spent it in the in the January window to see where we would have needed? Um, mm. I like, don't think Havers would have been too keen on that. Imagine going exactly. into the season knowing that you've saved money you could have spent this season. Hundred percent again. But I also feel like Havers was just a. For me, I, I'm still convinced he was a panic buy to just keep the fans shut up and that we signed really? all. We signed I, I, in like July, didn't we? It was like early yeah, August. Yeah, July, which is which is it's just it's just a way of again. This is just what I think is their way mm. of telling the fans: we signed our targets early, we got who we wanted, we're ready, we're 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 committed, and there's no need for anyone to get basically like at the back of us or, you know, you have to be like, just to keep the fans shut basically. Right. So for me, that worked because we, 
I, I was like, okay, so Havertz, we'll, we got him early on in the window. We're going to see how he works, how he is, all that stuff. Um, but so far, I think he's been okay. I think we, can, we, we, we definitely could have signed someone who would have been more and there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com impactful in my opinion um but again that's all up in the sky this like like you won't know right you'll never know what really like what really could have happened you know? what happened happened right it's, and mm. and and again i'm saying this now back in the in the in the window would would i have been saying the same thing i don't know but now that we're seeing how things are going you know perspectives change a little bit so that's kind of how it is but like back yeah, in the no, window, I, yeah I, the only I, thing is i was against signing him for that much i, I think i would have limited him again as i always say 40 million signing that would have been my way we would have saved yeah, look, on I, that the, the Havertz deal like obviously this, i think it's 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 a different conversation yeah. um the, the Havertz deal is without a doubt something i question and i think the majority of fans question the Havertz deal because of how much it was because of um, the position we were in at the time because of where we were as a club and the type of signings we should have been looking to get. I think going for a project and a revival instead of a player that was on the up and had momentum was a mistake. And I think we should have spent the money there. I don't think it's a sackable offence signing Havertz at all because obviously we've still comp- we're still competing for the title and he obviously has contributed points and goals to this season that have led us to continue that title challenge. And of course, I'm willing to give the guy time, especially because we've missed a key component of our midfield and a key component of our summer business which was Jiri and Timber mm-hmm. I think Havertz will be and is right now until we start to deliver something different something that Arteta is going to be hit with a, in terms of a stick with but yeah. at the moment for me it's not decisive Abdul, I'm going to have to move on to the next quarter right. we, spent, we spent about 20 minutes together I really appreciate your time no, mate and calling thanks, in as always absolute right. pleasure see ya Thanks, Abdul. Please do give him plenty of love in the chat box. Always a pleasure to chat with Abdul. We're going to uh, bring on Jess Vanth uh, now, uh, joining us. How you doing, mate? You good? You well? Take yourself off mute and I'll be able to hear you. Yeah. Hi, Dom. Can you hear me? How you doing, mate? You good? You well? Yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing good, Dom. Good stuff. Why have you chosen to call in on this topic, mate? Yeah, I think uh, Mikel Arteta absolutely deserves a new contract. Mm. And I'm on all in. I'm from a Mikel Arteta fan from day one. Mm. And I'm buzzing for him to sign a new contract. What would make you change your mind? Because I can tell from your positioning and the way you speak, I, I doubt there's very little that could. So I'm kind of, just the interviewer in me wants to kind of push you into an area in which I want to challenge that point. So what would have to change for you to change that view? I think uh, we are having a horrendous season next season. Yeah. To reconsider it or else I think 
as of now we are doing really 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 good and we are we are improving well and i think in the summer we'll absolutely upgrade more and we'll be better mm. with an well, exceptional obviously... striker sorry go on i interrupted you that was my with fault. an exceptional striker and a few more re- reinforcements will be better absolutely next season you were obviously listening to a lot of what Abdul said uh, when you were backstage as well. He's got concerns over um, kind of where we're going and Arteta's handling of specific players. You heard, of course, as well. When you hear the hear those that are um, slightly critical, I don't think Abdul is in any way an Arteta out, and I think he's raised some fair points and measured points at that. But when you hear kind of the critics looking, I can see plenty of them in the chat box, half of them, I say half of them, 99% of them never come on the show, as you very well know, Jess Van. Um, but uh, what, do you, what do you think when you see those that would move on for him now? How does that make you feel? I think uh, there will be people who, do con- who, who are concerned with Arteta's uh, man management. Hmm. But I think uh, the way he handled uh, Ramsdale and DSR, particularly as... Uh, put the fan base in meltdown. Yeah. But I think now uh, ESR is getting his chances now. Mm. But I think Ramsdale won. I think uh, Ramsdale will leave us in the summer. It'll be sad, but yeah, I just think uh, Raya's just uh, uh, much uh, much better than him. You think he's much better, really? What, what has made you think he's much better than Ramsdale? I think uh, I feel more comfortable when Raya plays, mm. but I love really? Ramsdale. Yeah. <laughs> I love Ramsdale. But I think I feel more comfortable with Raya. But there's no such a big difference between Raya and Ramsdale. Mm. But I still feel that uh, uh, Raya's distribution is uh, uh, slightly much better than Ramsdale. Yeah. And yeah, I've, I've said the same thing. You know, I've said this is, and I think that Raya is a slightly better goalkeeper than Ramsdale. And in the long term, it might work out. And if we get away with the situation that we've kind of caused ourselves this season with the, the goalkeeper situation, which I do think is something worthy of criticism, because I think it was, it, it's an unnecessary um, kind of battle that we created. And if, if you were going to upgrade on the goalkeeper last summer, you had, for me, you had to bring in someone that was significantly better than the Ramsdale, not just slightly better, because it's created not only pressure on Arteta, it's created pressure on Raya, and I think that's led to some uncharacteristic mistakes. The mistakes he's made at Arsenal, I didn't see those mistakes at Brentford. And so I think I can, you know, to, to a degree, uh, forgive him for those. I think that we will see the better, more consistent Raya, and I think we are seeing that at the moment, actually, from what we saw against Palace, and then what we saw again um, uh, against... Uh, who do we play? Nottingham Forest. <laughs> Wine goes blank there. Um, um, but uh, the the goalkeeper situation and the Havert situation and the Smith Rowe, as you raised, they're all things that he's had to face questions about. Do you get frustrated when he kind of creates these problems for himself in some, in some situations? Uh, yeah, but uh, the Raya one was completely unexpected in the summer. Mm. No one was expecting it. But I think uh, the Havertz one, I think still Havertz can do much better for us in the coming seasons there. Yeah. As you've always said, the sec- every player has two season rules. <laughs> so the second season would be uh, very important for him as well. And I think yeah. it's a very good option. He has, uh, he's so versatile and provides that aerial threat as well. But for 65 million, that's the problem there. Or else, uh, Havertz, I think, is a decent option to have in the squad. Hmm. For sure. Just Van, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Uh, I put you on the spot yes, with a few yeah. of those questions, and I think you handled them very well. So thank you for your time, <laughs> thank mate. You. Thank you, Tom. See you.
Cheers, mate. Speak to you soon. Uh, massive stuff. Love that uh, from Just Vant there. Please give him plenty of love in the chat box. Uh, we're going to bring our next caller on in a second. I just want to dip into the chat box briefly. I feel like I've ignored you guys um, quite a significant amount while I've been chatting away. Um, so let's just see what people are saying. G says, this is quite uh, a heavy comment. These idiotic, impatient fans are going uh, to screw us out of a very good coach if their voice gets loud enough. I don't know why they think we'd definitely be better off without Arteta. Careful what you wish for. I wouldn't agree with the idiotic part, G. Uh, it's always important to be more respectful when you're talking about people with differing opinions. You know, you've got to be open to the idea of other people having different views if they themselves can be respectful. So, But to a degree, I, I see where the sentiment comes from. Abiola says, if you're not convinced that Arteta can win us a championship who will you hire that will guarantee you that championship he's a good young coach and he's evolving with this team you know for me I, I still think there's more to come from Arteta which makes the reason as to why I want to see what he's going to achieve but I think that we've raised points on this phone-in show so far and, and people have raised but I think Anthony raised the point and I think that we spoke earlier on about the fact that if it's if he signs a new deal and you have him for two more full seasons he's not delivered a league or a Champions League in those two next two seasons it's probably a good amount of evidence to say he's probably taken us as far as he can. Uh, let's bring on the next caller from the Over and Over and Over Again podcast. It's Gunnar Rich. How are you doing, Rich? Good, you well? Very well, thanks. Yeah, good to, good to chat to you, my friend. Good to chat to you. Likewise, mate. Likewise. Um, tell me why is it? Why is it? Because I saw you in the chat box and I know where you stand on a few things of Arteta, so I wanted to get you on. So tell me where you're at with this topic. I mean, personally, for me, I don't believe that he's the man to take us to the next level that we want to go to now. You know, he's, he's brought us, okay. um, you know, he's brought us so far. And you have to say what he's done. He's done a decent enough job, but it just appears as though every single time we get in a real pressure situation where we really look like we're going to achieve something in the top four a couple of years ago, mm -hmm. the title last season, all the domestic cups in the last four seasons in Europe. We seem he doesn't seem to be able to get us over the line. Now I'm not mm. just saying that's just him; the players are responsible for that as well. But because this is happening season after season, I've seen nothing to convince me that he is able to to make that step. You know, and maybe that's going to be the case. We don't know, but I believe that's probably going to be the case long term. Four years and the money that he's had to spend is enough time to have put us in a position where you know we're not only challenging, we're going mm. that next step. You know, we, we should now, with 650 million he spent in four years, we shouldn't be in a position where we're throwing... The, yeah, we should be in a position where we're throwing away the Carabao Cup or the FA Cup. I'm not saying we threw it away this year. We're a bit unfortunate to lose. But we seem to be knocked out of these competitions early every year. For what reason? I would rather win or be in the final of these cup competitions and, you know, do the best that we can in everything. We're trying to... It feels as though with Arteta, he... He's got this way he wants to play, which I personally don't enjoy necessarily. I thought last night's game was typical of that. That first half, we had 81% possession, not one shot on target. And that, to me, sums up what Arteta wants to achieve in football, which is keep the ball, keep the ball, keep the ball, keep the ball, right? Mm -hmm. And in the end, we got the result and it was great. But there's too much of that for me. I don't know. I, I just feel that when the pressure's on, that is the time when you see what people are made of. And you see what some of the players are made of. You see what the managers made of. And for me, I really believe that the evidence so far suggests that when the pressure's on, he crumbles. And I okay. thought that documentary that a couple of years ago, I thought that kind of showed maybe some of the reasons why. He thinks he's a bit of a philosopher. He thinks he wants to be a psychologist to the players. And I'm not saying that's not necessarily a bad thing, but mm. I'm not sure if that's what you need to get 
your team to win when it really matters, when the pressure's on. That's when you find out about your team. And I think we've come so far under this manager, I'm not sure if he can take us to that next level, which to me, the next level now is winning trophies, isn't it? Winning winning the Premier League, you know, making big efforts. in. The, I'm not saying we'll win the Champions League, making a big effort to, to get as far as we can in the Champions League. I can't see he's the man to take us to that next level. And I know what's mm. going to. I know what people are going to say. They've said it to me loads of times. Who who sure. is it then? Who's the man to do it? Yeah, people know. ask. It's a risk. <laughs> Every manager's a risk, aren't they, Tom? Let's be honest. You, you, yep. and the, the players are a risk. You don't know what's going to work or what's not. You can look at someone and think that'd be a good manager. It might be a flop. Emery, for example, at Arsenal, he's a good manager. Mm. He's won trophies. He came to Arsenal, it didn't work. Mourinho at Spurs is another example. You know, so. You can't guarantee anything. But for me, Arteta's had four, four seasons now without potentially without winning a trophy. Um, he spent lots of money. He's had all the players he's wanted to buy. Yes, there's been injuries. Everyone has injuries. And he hasn't really achieved anything in terms of trophies. Now, no yeah. manager in Arsenal's history since Herbert Chapman has gone their first four full seasons without winning a trophy and survived beyond that. And people talk about giving him a new contract. Wait till the end of the season. If he wins the Premier League, if he goes really or far into the Champions League, maybe semi-final, final, yes, let's look at a contract for him. I'd agree. But as if it's if it's if we just fade away, we finish maybe third or fourth, we get knocked out quarterfinals, Champions League, or against Porto. Why would we offer him a new contract after four seasons of what is essentially failure by not winning? We're Arsenal. We're not Spurs. We're not West Ham. We're not anybody else. We should be winning trophies by now under this manager. And if if he's not going to be able to do that now, when is he? I think you've raised a fair argument. Um, I would ask the question um, of what direction do you think he has taken in this club to this point? What direction have we moved as a club under Arteta? I mean, if I'm honest, we went backwards initially for various different reasons. There was the yeah. COVID thing, the lockdown and getting rid of players, all that kind of stuff. So initially we went backwards and now mm. we've moved forwards. But are we really much further than we were in the last few years of Arsene Wenger? We were finishing yes. third, fourth, seconds. You know, yes. we were reaching FA Did Cup final. years we compete for the title? Well, did we really compete for the title last season? I'm still not convinced no, that we, we did. did. We led the way yeah. for 90% of it. We had a good then... 19 games, exceptional 19 games. The first 19 games, 50 points. That's exceptional, right? The last 19 games was just average. It was top six number of points, 35 points, whatever it was, right? That's that's not right. challenging. Challenging for the title is getting 45 points, 40 points in the second half of the season. Why did we, why really did we crumble? Why, what, was the, what was the key thing for you that changed in those final, in that final run-in? What was the key difference maker that meant that we went from a team that was playing great football and we looked resilient and we were building up really well from the back and we weren't really making mistakes? What changed for you as to why we didn't win the league last season? I mean, I think there was a few. I don't think it was any one particular reason. I think there was a few reasons. Yes, we had one or two injuries, of course. William Saliba, we only had Rob Holding to replace him. That's mm. a massive downgrade. Of course, that made a difference in, in a few games. There's no question right. about that. Um, Thomas Partey as well, of course, not not being fit. But every every team has injuries, and, and what what I found the biggest reason for me why we fell away in the way that we did was because the pressure got to got to everybody. And Arteta as a manager, I think it got to him, and he wasn't able to deflect that away, and he wasn't able to turn that around. And once once it went against us, once things started to go against us, which basically was from that Liverpool game, we were 2 0 up, and then the West Ham game the following week, he wasn't able to understand what he needed to do to, to change that whole mindset. 
And that, that to me was the biggest issue. Yes, you can blame the injuries, of course. Let's 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 look at that because that's a factor. Mm. Of course it is. Well, but it's a massive factor, every team yeah. has injuries. You can't expect not to get injuries. You and mm. maybe one well, of the reasons would be he, he refused Man to change the team, didn't he, earlier in the season? He refused to change it, make changes. Well, we'd I'd argue we didn't really have loads of depth to be able to change too much about the team earlier in the season. And especially now. in the areas that we lost players in the second half of the season. Like we complain about the fact that we went out of the Europa League to sporting, but then we complain about the fact also that he played Saliba and Tomiyasu in that game, who got injured in that game, which ultimately I think is the biggest reason as to why we didn't win the league last season is the lack of Tomiyasu and Saliba, which cost us so much depth in those defensive positions while we ended up conceding goals because we were still scoring goals but we couldn't stop conceding goals and that was the issue towards the end of the season we conceded far far yeah, too many yeah, goals no, absolutely no I, I agree and i say the injuries were obviously a factor of course they were mm, i think they're the biggest it, factor i think that's the difference with me and you is that i'd say that they are the big categorically had Saliba and tommy asu not got injured i would be 90 percent sure that we win the league that season but, but based on what though based upon how we'd progressed as a team, grown as a side, changed things like beating Liverpool at home and winning again at uh, at Chelsea and picking up points away from home in grounds that we had never done so for so many years, like Tottenham Hotspur, for instance. We were breaking yet, records. We were, no, no. we were scoring more goals than we've ever scored as a Premier League side. Those were the reasons why I think we would have won the league. But yet now, this season, Saliba's played every game. Virtually, I think every single game, and look mm. at the form we've been in recently. You know, we lost mm. three games in a row. So I don't think that's the biggest factor. The players have been playing this season. Most of them have been playing this season that were missing last season. Yes, Tommy Asu has been in and out of the side, but now we've got maybe slightly more. You know, we've got rid of Rob Holding. You know, Kirior is an option. He's not the, the best. I'd agree, um, but I think we're slightly stronger, and we haven't had the injuries yet. And yet, well, we still have had loads of injuries this season. No, but we haven't had those same injuries. Like Saliba's not been injured, and he's, he's a key player. Uh, sorry, Thomas Partey has not been fit for the. He's had four games. But Declan Rice has come in in place of him, and he's almost his replacement anyway, wasn't he? When you look at the position that he plays in the team, well, no, very... I, I think that in the long term, Rice would have taken over from where Xhaka was, and they would have played together. So the idea would be Rice and Partey playing together with Erdegaard ahead of him. So you lose Xhaka last season. It was a massive part of, obviously, why we competed. Yeah. Huge performances. He moved on because Declan Rice coming in, he didn't see, with Thomas Partey still here, the regular game time. You know, And to be honest, the abuse that he'd suffered over the years, I don't blame him for wanting a different challenge and moving elsewhere. We replace him with Declan Rice. We bring in Kai Havertz, who obviously has been a question mark. And I've, you've heard me say my own concerns about Kai Havertz as a signing. I think it's a fair criticism to point to the club toward at this stage of the season. And I think that losing Thomas Partey, who was available for 33 games more than any other season he's been at the club. We had him for more games than any other last season. And then this season, it changes from 33 to 4. Yes, Declan Rice has come in, but I think that the plan was ultimately very different to what we wanted to do. Liverpool, obviously, are also in the race this season compared to last season when they wasn't. And if we beat Liverpool at the weekend, which is a big if, if we beat them at the weekend, you're then two points behind them at the top of the table and you're still competing. So that's. I think we have to boil back down to the question that we're asking, though, which is obviously about the renewal of the contract. I, I see Arsenal finishing in the top three. I, I'd be very disappointed if we didn't finish inside the top three this season. We have to progress past Porto at a minimum. It is unacceptable to go out against Porto in the last 16, in my opinion. Because yeah. And if we do do that and get to the quarterfinals, that'll be the first time we've reached the quarterfinals of the Champions League, I think since 2010. That's how long ago it was since we've been in the quarterfinals of that competition. Yeah. Yeah, so if we do right. finish, say, third... And I think that is probably the likeliest outcome based upon where we're at right now and where I see Liverpool and City. 
And I think we can get to the at least the quarterfinals of the Champions League. At that point, I think there is enough evidence to suggest that he's worth renewing. I don't see it as a reward, Richard. I think that's where maybe we differ. I don't see the contract as a reward. I see it as, okay, again, we competed. We progressed further than we ever have done for the last 13, 14 years in the Champions League. We need to do better in the domestic cup competitions. And this contract is your last chance to take us to a title or a Champions League. I don't think that's an unfair position to be in. If you're putting it like that, I would say maybe that's fair, actually. Yeah. But, you know, he's still got two years left, hasn't he? I think he's still got two he's, years. No, he's got one more season. Is it one more? It's one more well, after yeah, this. Okay. Yeah. So I, I think the club are looking and thinking, uh, and there is, a, there is an argument, and I kind of get that, that who else can come in, right? Who else can come in and replace yeah, yeah. Well, anybody pretty much. We're Arsenal. We're a big name. We can attract managers. We, you know, mm. clearly we're spending money on players. Um, we say but, that, but we got Unai Emery when we replaced Arsene Wenger. Like, it wasn't, that wasn't seen as like a huge coup. Like, we were talking about Allegri. No, no, you know, no, no managers right. like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't yeah, get yeah, the big no, yeah, and I, I do think that's part of the club's thinking is um, sometimes it's better to stick with the devil you know, maybe, isn't it? And think, you know, is it more of a risk to get somebody else in now at this point when we've invested a lot of time and money on this project, if you like? And yes, there has been progress from when Arteta came in. Of course, there has been progress. Mm. But um, I don't want to see... Under Arsene Wenger at the end, he stayed for too long and we stagnated. I don't think there's much doubt about that. Oh, for um, sure. I don't think that was... Yeah, I don't think that was just his fault. You know, the club in the situation that we were in, we Relations for a lot of years we didn't have, yeah, we didn't have money to spend and stuff like that. But I don't want us to repeat that again. I want us to think, well, okay, we're in a we're in a better position now. You know, like you said, if we get third place this season, which is likely, second last season, that's two solid seasons in Premier League in a row. If we do make some progress in the Champions League, then you've mm. got to say that's that's a good place to be at, isn't it? Mm. Now. Mm. I know the club are maybe thinking, let's make sure that no one can take our tetter off our hands next yeah. year. And I can understand the club thinking that. Yeah. But at the same time, I think we also need to think we're in such a good position now. If we can find a proven winning manager to move this club from here, I can see the next few years with the group of players that we've got, with some additions in there, with maybe a manager who's a little bit more flexible tactically, a little bit better man management of certain players... I think this club could go on and achieve some really great things. Can mm. they do that with this? That's the question that we need to ask ourselves yeah. now. Do we do we risk losing Arteta to a Barcelona or wherever it might be in the next year or so and think, okay, what do we do now? But get a plan in place already. Or do we say, right, okay, yeah, let's let's extend this contract for two years. And then he's got these extra two years in to, to actually prove himself and, and win these trophies. And I agree with you. If they do that and he hasn't won anything in the next two years, there's no choice. The club have no choice other than to get rid of him. Mm. Even if we finish fourth, third, second, whatever we finish in the league, in the in the Premier League, doesn't matter. If we don't win, if he if they do extend his contract now, he doesn't yeah. win anything for that, for that contract. He has to yeah. go. Yeah, oh, I, I would agree with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this, this is why, this is where I get sometimes frustrated because I think people get labelled. People get labelled as kind of you're, you're Arteta and you're going to protect the guy no matter what, whatever happens. He's yeah, your man, whatever. There's yeah. a lot of BS because yeah, yeah, that's not yeah. true. I want Arsenal to be it, Arsenal are the number one. Arsenal are bigger than every single individual that is associated and within this club. Bigger than Arteta, bigger than the owners, whatever. Arsenal Football Club is the most important thing of all. And so everything, every opinion I have and every position I put forward is, it's in my opinion for the betterment of the club. And so mm. I see where Arteta was when he took us over. And I see that 
where we are now as a team that he has put us into a position where we expect to challenge for the title at a minimum. That is the minimum expectation. Now, we expect to challenge for the title. I want to see us be better in domestic cups than we have been because the record isn't good enough. I think, yes, we've been unlucky in the FA Cup draws with City last year and Liverpool this year. But the League Cup, even though I have my own reservations about that tournament, because the fact that Man United won it, I, I really couldn't care less, to be honest, about that League Cup. I think that it's been monotonized and commercialized to the point where it's been drummed into the, 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 the two-legged semi-final. All of these things, I think, has ruined the, the, the history of that competition. But the FA Cup, I look at as a major trophy that we're missing out on by not doing better in. And I think that the decision to give him a new contract, as I say, it's not a reward as per se for like, oh, you've won something. Here's a new contract. I think it's a continuation of seeing what we've done, seeing that we've established ourselves as title challenge, which I hope that we will continue to do for the rest of this season. If we fall away dramatically, I'm going to be really disappointed. And then we can have another conversation come May. But at this stage where I see us being within the chance of going at least, well, of course, we're recording this before Liverpool play tonight. But if they, as I expect them to do, win against Chelsea, we could be we could be within two points of them come Sunday. I don't think it is unfair to say a new contract isn't a reward. It's just a that is the contract that is the one where you deliver or you go. And and I think he's earned that next deal. I kind of thought that about the last contract. You remember he was given that really? when we. We, yeah. we blew the top four, didn't we? And he was given that new contract. And I kind of thought, this is his, he's got to do something now in, in the length of this contract. And so yeah. far, he hasn't managed to do it. So, well, I, do, I really think taking us from fifth to a title challenge is quite the jump as, as a manager to do that to say to, to, to you know take Arsenal to a position where now we we finished second. I think we would have won it had we have had those two players we talked about. We won't go over that ground again, but. To, to take us to that position in a season from surprise to be honest, most people didn't think we were going to qualify for the Champions League that season. We nearly did, and we're very close to doing that. that last season, huge jump of progress forwards as a club competitively with the league. This season, we've beaten Manchester City for the first time in God knows how long. And sadly, some bad results have, have, have frustratingly put us into a, a worse position than we were this time last year. But a big result this weekend could change that. I, ju I just think that maybe, Rich, you're not giving enough credit to what he did last season. I know I empathise with your frustration that it didn't work out in the end, but maybe that has maybe undercut the progress that we did make last season. Yeah, but it's it's getting the feeling a little bit, looking at the results this season, the performances this season, was that a one-off? And anybody, you know, Leicester had a one-off season. I'm not comparing mm. it necessarily, but mm. anybody can have one a one exceptional season. In fact, as it turned out, it was only half an exceptional season because I say the second half of last season was pretty par for the course of the previous three. But I, I, I've seen the progress, right? And we were in a great position to finish to finish top four of the season before. We blew it at the end. We were in a great position to win the title last season. We blew it at the end. And this seems to be a recurring theme. You know, the Europa League semi-final the other year, we blew that. It, the Carabao Cup semi-final, we blew that after a good result away from home. And mm -hmm. th these things are recurring every single year. And yes, okay. there's, there's progress, but the ultimate end result has been the same. The end result is the same. That When the pressure's on, we're not able to reach the the, the ultimate goal. Each season, whatever that goal is, the goals are changing every season. Of course, it was top four, then it was the league title. Now it's probably top four again. We'll see what happens on Sunday. But do you know what I mean? At some point, um, that's got to, for me, that's got to change. And instead of just challenging and falling away, we've mm. got to get over the line, however mm. we do that. And mm. let's hope, if he's going to get the two seasons, then another two seasons, then, yeah, he's got to do it in one of those two seasons, hasn't he? He's yeah. got to.
And then yeah, well, I, think I think if he does, we'll all agree. We'll all be happy when when maybe the time comes. But but yeah, mate, you've made me look at it in a different way, saying that it's not a reward. It's more of a, a it's more of a, a final continuation. A final, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. just a, a final it's, for me. Maybe a final chance. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's what I see it as. And I think that's maybe where people misconstrue my view is that it's not a case of Arteta or yeah. nothing and that I defend this guy until the nth degree. It's not that. Yeah, it's a case I of, I think since he's taken over, we've moved in one direction, which is forwards, and we've kept on going to that next step, that next step. Even though I know we went slightly backwards at the start, I think that was a result, as you alluded to, there was a lot of factors as to why that happened with the overhaul, COVID, there's players that we lost, and then obviously trying to rebuild right. things from scratch. And I think that moving where we have done, we've only gone upwards and go forwards. And I appreciate you, by the way, recognizing the point that I've tried to get across because I know that we can have a back and forth on Twitter now and again about certain topics. But I appreciate that you've seen it in that different way. It's, it's yeah, it's not a reward. It's this is the the contract for me. This is the mm. you deliver or you go. And mm. I, I yeah, don't. I, I can't. Agree with that. I, it, there is no justification in the world if Arteta gets a new deal and that runs until well, I'd imagine twenty-seven. So it would be three years because I don't see it being a. I don't. I don't see them extended by just one year. It will be a two-year extension, is what I would expect. So that's to yeah, twenty-seven. Yeah, yeah. If in that contract he's not able to take the club forwards, which would be to win a Champions League or a title, absolutely Arsenal should be saying we are stagnating. And so, therefore, we need to go and find somebody to take us on that next step. I, I don't think that's unreasonable. I think to argue, I think to argue a, a point of if we don't win the league or the Champions League during Arteta's next con contract, he deserves another one. I, I just don't think there's an argument for that, to be honest. Yeah, no, I'd agree, one hundred percent. I one hundred percent agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. There you go, Rich. I really appreciate it. Any final thoughts? I don't want to take you away before you said everything you want to say. No, I mean, to be honest with you, I think we, we've covered it all, really. I mean, I, I still don't believe that the next two years are going to make any difference to what we've seen in the last four. Personally, I hope I'm wrong. I hope, I hope we yeah. go on and win stuff, and I hope Arteta can do it. But I mm. just don't believe it's going to happen, personally. I don't mm. believe it will. But let's see. If he gets that, the extra contract, he's got a little bit more time, yeah. and maybe we'll have to give him that more time to, to get things right that he needs to, put things right. Mm and make sure that we do win some trophies, because that's what we yeah, should be doing. What you said there is key, Rich. The words you said when you said, I want him to do it. I don't think he can, but I want him to do it. That's the key for me. That that they're the, the, Of Arteta's critics, which I know that you are one of, you're the critics I want to speak to, because it's the people that want the best for the club, want Arteta to prove them wrong, and to go on and do things, but will hold him accountable if he doesn't. And that's, that's what I appreciate. So, Rich, thank you for your time. Give your channel a shout-out, by the way, as well. Yeah, it's over and over and over again. Um, I've got a show tonight, it's at half seven, looking back on last night's game. So if you if you're free, pop over for that. But yeah, really appreciate um, coming on. So I actually really appreciate chatting to you. It's always a pleasure, and um, look forward to uh, chatting again. Thanks, mate. I'll speak to you soon. Cheers. Take it easy. Cheers, Rich. Uh, you can find him, as he says, at the over and over and over again Arsenal podcast. Uh, make sure you go and check it out and subscribe if you haven't done so. Already, uh, that's uh, we have no more callers on my screen. I was going to go on a little bit on, uh, longer, but um, uh, we we don't. I, I might give it a few more minutes. I might take some of your questions. Basically, if you call in now, you will get on. Um, I was going to go until seven, but uh, if people are having their dinners or coming home from work, I can understand that and appreciate that. Um, and I wanted to highlight JC says fair play to Rich for recognizing that. And I hope that that came across at the start of that conversation. I could see the chat box was getting a little bit emotional, a little bit of pushback towards Rich's comments, which I understood because, and I hope that you recognize that I push back on, on those points as well. Um, but I think it was really important to recognize sometimes when you are a critic, you know, that to look at the other point of view 
and maybe recognise where it's coming from. And I think and I think we we managed to do that. Uh, we have got a caller. Uh, Lai's joined us. How you doing, Lai? You good? You well? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing very good, mate. Where are you joining us from? From Valencia, Valencia, Spain. Really? Oh, interesting. It's a city I always have wanted to visit. So it's a beautiful city, <laughs> indeed. It's a shame. That I, I say it's a shame about the football club because Peter Lim has basically ruined that club. Oh my um, goodness! <laughs> but uh, they're having, a, they're doing okay compared to previous seasons. So we'll see if it, it improves. Um, why have you chosen to call in on this particular topic, mate? I mean, so you know, I missed the earlier parts of of you know the callings and the discussion, so I don't particularly okay. know what people have talked about so far but i just wanted to come in and just say for me i'm not particularly ateta you know out mm, like my first... <laughs> what is the what is the obsession with naming ourselves like we did it with wenger like you were an akb or a wob like why did we have to do that it's such a weird social thing that we do it, it, is, it I mean? is a weird thing and everybody you know kept being put in boxes. It's almost like when I watch um, different folks talk, you know, different talking at YouTube folks mm. talk about talk about the team and all that. And I mean, the vitriol to me is uncalled for. I mean, it is football. It is important, but it's also not important. Like, yeah. <laughs> let's bring it down a little bit. Let's, <laughs> let's, let, let, let's talk about it. Let's try and talk about it rationally. So for me, I like Mikel, but I'm also open to the conversation that he may not be the right person. I mean, yeah. because obviously, you know, he hasn't done it before. And the most important thing for me is I, I'm, I'm pro-Arsenal. I've supported him for so many years. So, so that's the most important thing. So if you want to have the conversation about whether or not he should get a new contract, first of all, a lot of what I've seen out there seems to be kind of punitive, as if to say, no, don't give him a contract until he can see it until it can do something until the end of the season or something like that and what that fails to realize is that can actually be counterproductive if you if some it's almost like you put you know somebody's under so much pressure that you, you either do x or you're going to get fired i don't know many people that can work under that kind of pressure yeah i, I don't I, I get asked that all the time as well it's like if arteta finishes here would you sack him if he does this would you sack him and i i don't know because i don't know what's led us to that point it might not be anything to do with us we could have lost the half the team to injury and we finished seventh and i'm exactly. like well you, we everyone was injured. We were playing with the, the under eighteen. Like, you don't know what's going to happen. So how can I say an answer? Exactly. So, so, so there goes the point, and that is one part. And then the other part is, you can, even if you give him the contract, you can always still let him go. Like I'm, I'm, a, I'm a lawyer by trade, so I understand how these contracts work. Oh, I'm you, now. Yeah. <laughs> you can, you can always amend the contract, you can cancel the contract, whatever the case may be, you can do whatever you want with the contract. So that doesn't really mean anything. Like the question is, have you set certain deliverables and is he meeting those deliverables? That is truly the question. And you know, you go from there. But for a lot of our folks, man, it's kind of like, it's kind of like we, we tend to have this infantile discussions about, it's kind of similar to, are you going to buy somebody? Yeah, you're not going to buy somebody. I'm like, geez, like, bring it down, bring it down. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. exactly so 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 just as it is with a lot of our players as well for instance if you told me today that saka is going to go tomorrow my question mm -hmm. for you is 
then what are we going to do? Are we going to replace him? If you say, okay, we're selling Saka or Martinelli and bringing Mbappe, I'm having a conversation with you. I'm like, okay, that, that, that sounds good. If you say, you know, you're going to sack Ateta tomorrow and you bring in, I, I, my question for you will be, who, who would you replace him with? Like, you know, yeah. if, if you said, well, Klopp is going to come, I mean, okay, you know, I mean, oh, that. 100%. Like, <laughs> if, you, if we finished in a poor position this season, you said Klopp's taken over. Be my guest. Like, I mean, that's a conversation that I will have. Like, you know, it's almost like it's not just a question of sack the guy. It's, you know, you, 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 there is a conversation, as you were saying with the last cover, there is a conversation to be had around he took us from one place to another. Now, sometimes the person that takes you from point A to B is not going to be the same person that takes you from B to C. And that is, that happens all the time, even outside of football. Like, you know, when you have companies out there, the person that starts the company is not the person that builds the company to more than a thousand employees. So at some point, somebody might have to say, you know what, you've taken us as far as you can. And it's not about a failure or anything. It's just a question of, you know, you have a different skill set. We need somebody else to hmm. come in and do this other stuff. So so that is where I am with um with all of this. So I sense that you're on board. I, I, look, I think the Arsenal are going to renew his deal. And I, I sense that you'd be on board with that plan. Yeah, I mean, I'm on board with the plan. Again, for simply because the fact that it has a deal renewed doesn't mean that if we lose the rest of our games this season, you can't change your mind and say, this is a disaster. Now, now you got to go. Like, it, it could sign that contract today. If we don't win any other game until the end of the season, do you, do you think anybody's going to say, you know, we shouldn't we, we shouldn't reevaluate that. Like, you know, why did that happen? So, mm. so yeah, I'm on board with that. And quite frankly, there is a, uh, you know, there are two reasons why you could say that we should do that. One is to give the, the manager needs some sort of certainty as well. That's one. Two, can you imagine the kind of distraction that would just be around there? I mean, this whole thing with Barcelona and all of these other teams going around. Like, if you just want to quiet that out and just have the team just focus you don't want media chatter and all of that stuff kind of like you yeah. know so yeah no i think you raised a fair point i think we, we kind of align right now is that a continuation of arteta i, I hate the idea you know the, the contract giving someone a new contract i think being labeled as a reward i just don't think is the right way look at it I, I i look at it as a continuation of arteta's tenure i see it as as you said earlier on when you said when we, when we went all lawyer which i can appreciate um you can you can cancel a contract whenever you want or you obviously you'd have to pay the, the manager off as chelsea know all too well about um if you want to fire him you fire him if you don't think he's the right player person at the moment but extending his contract you're we're not locking ourselves in. Like it's not committing yourself. We have to see out this contract. It's just for now. I think that the 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 benefits of signing a new deal and extending until I'd imagine twenty twenty seven is the right move. Because a, I think Arteta has only taken us in one direction really, which is from a place of being nowhere near challenging for a title to be in a position of now challenging to a title. Any players that we want to sign in the summer will have the assurance that the manager that they're signing for is ex indeed extended beyond the end of that current season that they've signed for, which, of course, for, uh, you know, Manchester City next summer is going to be an interesting one because Guardiola's deal expires at the end of the following season. So, therefore, are they going to be able to sign players um, with the assurance that Pep's going to be there unless, of course, he does renew? And, of course, there's all the ch alleged charges that they've got to, to deal with that investigation also. And I think that, ultimately, 
there's not enough evidence to suggest that there is someone else out there at the moment that is going to come in and and take us further at the moment than Arteta is, and it's not worth continuing. But final thoughts, Lai, before you jump off. I mean, you know, just the general conversation about Arsenal. And, I mean, I don't know. This must be the most controversial team on earth. Like it's, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like we could be top of the league, we could, we could be bottom of the league. Like sometimes, man. I'm, I, my message to everyone out there is just look. Regardless of what end of the table that you're on, like please let's let's bring it down a little bit. I feel like. The vitriol is just getting more ratcheted up and ratcheted. I mean, it's I don't know. It, it doesn't even have to matter what the subject matter is. Give you an example. We won 5-0 last week. A lot of the commentary, I mean, I, I don't know if I would say majority, but a lot of the you would think we lost. Like, I'm like, I'm not saying we have to be totally, you know, positive. I some some people would say toxic positivity, but my goodness, like. <laughs> <laughs> we beat Palace 5-0, people moaned. We won yeah. at a ground we've not won at in the last three attempts, people moaned. Like, it's it's incessant and infectious and it's boring beyond it, anything else, is the moaning. It, 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 it is incredible. Like, I'm like, you know, and, it, and there, there was this talk about, you know, we didn't score from open play, we didn't break them down, it wasn't easy. I'm like, 5-0, you didn't score from open Who cares how you score? Like, <laughs> they're not count. Like, we played against other teams that scored from... Oh, we only scored from set pieces. When did set pieces not count? And, and, and I mean, I went back and looked at his stats, right? We are by far the number one um, team that, that had the most corners in the league. I'm like, so why... Our, our XG is also... And I know people don't like me going into stats, but it's, it's worth it because, yes, I think we've underperformed this season, but we've not underperformed in the sense of we've played badly... We've no. underperformed in the sense of we've not fulfilled what we are creating. And we're creating that of a side that should be scoring far many goals. If we weren't creating, and you know, I, I remember the season in which we finished uh, eighth and the season we finished fifth, we weren't creating enough. Like we weren't doing enough to, to even give you a sense that we were going to be going on to bigger and better things. This season, we have just underperformed what our expectation of our numbers that we should be creating is. And, that, and that's in a way frustrating, but also encouraging because you know that we can be better it, it is a, 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 and that is absolutely correct and then the whole thing about you know we throwing away cops and all of this stuff and i'm just like look everybody just bring it down man like you know let's let's calm down a little bit yes there are so many things that we could criticize the team for you know that and you know will be totally justified but my goodness we don't have to get so lazy about what we want to talk about and just listen to some people and nitpick and repeat the same thing over and over as if to say there is nothing positive going on um in the we are tied with city right now right okay mm. given at the time they recorded <laughs> exactly <laughs> given they have the game in hand and all of that stuff but yeah, yeah. like uh, you know we still have some ways to go you know I, we we just yeah we just need to keep at it like that's mm. it that's that's all i've got right it's been an absolute pleasure to speak with you my friend um, yeah, thank yeah, you thanks for, having, thanks for having me I'll speak to you very soon. Bye. Fantastic stuff. Uh, what a legend lie is. We've got two more callers uh, for you before we wrap things up. First of all is Diallo. How you doing, Diallo, my friend? You good, you well? I can't hear you. You've got yourself on mute. You've pulled yourself a Drew. You've done a Drew. There we go. 
you know what? I was actually thinking too much about unmuting, and then I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> it's always the way. You are far from the first person to do it, so oh, I man. do it. Tell me where your head's at with this Arteta topic, mate. Oh, man. Uh, I, I just... I think we are probably looking at it from, from the wrong angle, in my view. Okay. I think what we should really ask ourselves, and I, I will answer your question, Tom. You know I will always answer your question. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, think, I think the main question that I'm worried about is, or that I'm concerned about is, who holds the leverage? Who actually has the leverage here? Mm. And I actually don't sure. think the leverage is with, with, with Arsenal or the Conquest. I think Ateta holds a lot really? of leverage here. I think mm. the question we should ask is, will Ateta sign... Like he will definitely sign a new country. If oh, so you're looking at it from the other perspective. Your 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 concerns that he might not actually renew his contract. Oh, he might renew a short term contract, like a short right. one, like, like like a one year extension. Like a I one think that'll be very telling, wasn't it? If he signs a one year extension, that will that raises eyebrows. That really does raise eyebrows. If it's and, a and I think and I think think about it. His last contract was what was for me that was surprisingly short. If you ask me. For like a rookie, for like you know, he was he was considered a rookie, and some people still call him a rookie. I don't, but mm. that contract, that his last contract for me, that was surprisingly short. That was just, I was expecting something like five two years, years you know? two year extra, exactly yeah. two year. And I think that was him. Yeah. I don't think I think the Cronky would have given him a five year contract if he won, if he would have, if he. Accepted. You know what's interesting though about that Diallo is actually I think of it the other way. I think actually Arsenal giving Arteta a two year extension was actually the owners being like, you don't run this. We're, I know you've taken us this far, but we're going to give you a two-year, not a three-year or a four-year or a five-year. So okay. I, I actually look at it differently to you. Which is, but I think that you have credence in your point, and I think you're fair that, to raise that it. That is interesting. Maybe we can have we can flesh this out on the next phone call because I know you kind of have to go soon on that particular point about, about yeah. that particular contract. But I actually genuinely think that... Um, Ateta would be very reluctant to sign a long-term contract, and I think that is to his benefit. I don't think Ateta wants to leave Arsenal. By the way, don't misconstrue this as as me saying he would run out or he would he would you know jump ship the moment another opportunity comes out. I think it's for him to hold the leverage, you know, him signing this shorter contract, and I think he will sign a contract, and I think it will be another two years or something like that. I think it's for him to basically always hold the card on the Cronkies. I don't think the Cronkies are, are that like long-term oriented whereby they would like, you know, be thinking strategically about like the next manager and all that stuff. I think they would give him a five-year contract in a heartbeat right now. Because I don't mm. think there are many managers out mm. there that, are, that would be available that would be objectively better than what they currently have. And I think he's doing a lot of the heavy lifting for them in the club. So mm. I think he is actually playing his cards well. I think he, he he would only sign a short contract. And I think, think about it, Pep Guardiola, he's been at City for a long time. I think there is only one job that would that would uh, take Ateta out of Arsenal right now, and that is the City job. I don't think he would go to Barcelona yeah. currently as it is. No, neither do I. But if Pep, you know, for some reason, because you know, Klopp is gone, and maybe he, he wins. Let's say he wins again the Champions League this year, or like a mm. Prem. And like, we well, can't win the Champions League, they're not in it. <laughs> no, 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 Pep. I'm saying, oh, know? sorry, Pep. Yes, yeah, sure, yeah, sure. you know. So, if he does, let's say that like he achieves another like he, uh, another great season, he might just say, you know what, I'm done, I'm gonna go and manage Spain and whatever. You know, he could easily, he has no reason to stay a city other than money. You know, he's he's won it all and he's having a great time, so he mm. could easily decide to leave. You know, and then I think that is the, the the only position that would tempt Teta. So I think we should really think about it the other way. I think Mikel 
might might actually not want to sign a long contract. I think Arsenal, Arsenal would want to give him a longer contract because I, I see what all you said is about mm. security. And I agree with Lai. He can sign a 10-year contract. They can sack him the next day. Like, think about okay. this, Tom. We've spent Very more... Expensive. Yeah, yeah, but no, but we've spent more on Fabio Vieira or, or Sambi Lokonga than we have spent on Ateta since he started. If you really do all his wages since mm. he came to this club... That's a crazy stat. I love it, but yeah. You know, so, so I don't think it's a lot of money for the club to like give him like a five-year contract and sack him like in, in six months if, if things mm. goes really bad. I don't think that's, that's a big loss of investment. I think the bigger one would be if, you know, they don't do that and he then becomes you know because think about his 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 manager or whatever he's his his um you know he, the he's uh, the person who runs his contract you know at his um his agent would obviously be talking to Arsenal about raising his his you know his salary no, of course yeah. that's just what happens yeah but he it's would just... also be talking with other clubs as well and what if oh, you... um, yeah maybe guys, maybe you know maybe. I don't know Arteta would be very keen to avoid any of that being you know uh, in Arteta's mind, as he spoke about in that press conference, his mind is on Arsenal. He's only focused on Arsenal. He's only thinking about Arsenal. And I believe him. Um, but I think we'd be naive to think that, you know, the, you know, eyes, the eyes don't wander and that, you know, clubs don't approach managers behind the scenes. It happens all the time. I don't know it for fact that it's happened with Arteta, of course, but I think we'd be naive to expect that not to happen. Exactly. So I think I think that's another angle to look at it. I, I think we think that the club is the one that sacks and fires, but I think Ateta might actually be playing his cards very well, and he would he would probably only mm. sign a, sign a short contract, and and I think that's a good way for him to do it because then it mm. a lot it kind of forces them to keep backing him. You know, I really do. Yeah. So uh, yeah, man, uh, that's that's kind of how I'm thinking about it. I I, I love Ateta. I, I I think he has a lot of uh, promise. It's like I see him like I see Saka. There's a lot of potential. <laughs> You know, there's a lot of yeah. No, I see what you mean. Yeah, you know, so I, I would hate losing him. Like it would mm. really, like losing Ateta for me would be like like would would be a big because I I can't see a better. I mean Pep, give me Pep today, then maybe I will I will be uh, even that would kind of struggle maybe for a few weeks. But that's the only appointment mm. that would that would make me like comfortable with if we lost Ateta. So I would want him to sign with Long Contra. What you're saying? You don't you don't want Diego Simeone at Arsenal. <laughs> Oh, it's not dear. about the destination, Tom. It's about the journey. Oh, okay. I think <laughs> it's about company. both. I think that's a bit of a stretch, but you know, <laughs> it's about the company. Remember in that in the mm. documentary, you know. <laughs> Diallo, I really appreciate your time. It's always an absolute pleasure to speak with you, my friend. And I, and I hope you jump onto the next one as well. Take care, man. Take care. Thanks, man. Have a good day. Uh, lovely stuff. Always a pleasure to speak to Diallo. And uh, yes, we will end the show uh, with a semi-familiar face. Um, <laughs> it's Mr. Albert from Albert JTV. How you doing, mate? You good, Joel? Not, not bad, Tom. I'm just just strolling through YouTube to see you pop up. Well, you know what? You're talking Arteta. I know it's probably been a bit quiet for the last hour and 54 minutes. So <laughs> Yeah, no one wants to talk about Arteta. <laughs> Thank you, Tom, for having me on, man. Love, man. Of course, mate. Of course. Um... Where I don't know how much you've heard of, obviously, you said you're listening a little Not bit a later on, of course, right? But, um, where do you stand on a new contract for him? Um, I remember the outrage when the talk came up last time. Um, yes, yeah. yes, <laughs> yeah. right. it was like we'd yeah, like, yeah, yeah, no one thought was... we'd challenge for the champions, no one thought Arsenal would get yeah. top four that season. We yeah. very nearly did, and as I say, for me, like. I'm so looking at like 80% of the reason why we didn't was because Saliba and Tommy Asu got injured at the end of that season. Mm. And if they were fit, I think we would have done. 
But yeah, when he signed that new, everyone was like, "Oh, yeah, we've jumped done there." I don't know about yeah. that. <laughs> they, they, they lost their minds. So I, I actually think it's maybe I'm living, been living in the twilight zone. But I, I actually think it's been pretty quiet since um, the talks came up. Mm. Um, mm. Because you kind of touched on it when you mentioned a certain manager's name before you, the last caller. Um, there's always a manager out there, right? For for a club, whether whether you as a a, a fan or or whether you want a particular manager at the club. It doesn't really matter to me. There's always a manager out there. But in terms of Arteta, um, with the contract thing, Tom, I'm not really surprised, to be honest with you. And that's the first thing. Um, for those that vehemently don't want him at the club for whatever reason, they, they they feel that he's not good enough or they don't see the progression or he's had four and a bit years and yada, yada, yada. There's so many different reasons as to why we shouldn't have him at the club. But there's also, Tom, there's actually, on the flip side of it, it's quite. He has quite a cult following, man. Like, I, like I, I'll put it to the even to the days when we had um, we had Özil. Like, there was fans that just really, yeah, yeah like that. Like, he can't do no wrong. But that's just mm. you know. I don't know. I, Tom, I don't you know, know what I, it is, Tom. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. But I've not. I've not come across. I know people think I'm in that group. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I don't know. I, know I get. I get plastered really as like Arteta can do no wrong all the time because. For obviously, the other end of the spectrum, which is you know heavily Arteta outside of things, yeah, yeah. anybody that says anything positive or praising or defensive about Arteta is just labelled immediately as you know someone who never, yeah. never ever could criticise the guy. So yeah, I, I, I find that odd, Tom. Like when because I've seen enough, bunch, Albert. No, 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 you know no, our fan base. <laughs> no, because I've seen enough. No, no, I've seen enough for you talk about Arsenal and Arteta, and I've seen a lot more people who are very. As I use the word cult following cult-ish, behind him. Like, yeah. Yeah, mm. there, there is. He has that kind of name would, names. No, no, I'm not, no, I'm, I'm, no you're not gonna do no, you're not gonna do like that, Tom. You're not gonna do I'm not sure, Tom, you, you're not gonna do me like that. But like, you know what it is? I can want that with me, Tom. I have this thing right, whether it be managers or players, I don't really have the sentiment thing, man. Like, if you're if you're a manager that comes to the club or you're a player, I want you to do well first and foremost. Um, because ultimately it's not my decision if, if the Cronkies move him on. So, you know, managers come and go. Yes, you know, some people hang hang it hang this thing over the head of him where are we, you know, when he played for us, he wasn't he didn't play in a good era. I'm like, well, that re- that doesn't really matter about his coaching credentials for me personally. That's like that's a separate argument. I I've never really understood mm. that. But mm. um, Tom, like I said, I'll come back to what I said. I wasn't surprised he's been uh, talking uh, talk of the contract extension. Um Obviously, a certain job has become available at Barcelona. That will come back round again. That, that honestly, and I, I generally probably, think, yeah. yeah, and I think with that, that's just a timing thing. Um, yeah, he, probably it's inevitable, isn't it? He'll probably end yeah. up there one day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but um, yeah, I, he didn't seem particularly very happy with some of the questions he was getting from. Um, I think the guy was from Sky Sports that was questioning him. Actually, I'm sure it was him. Um, but yeah, oh, um, um, yeah, I think it was. I think it was Gary Cottrell. Um, that's the, I think yeah, yeah. The question, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, they weren't bad questions, but I can see why. No, I, I quite like Gary's way of questioning. <laughs> it gets quite funny. I, I love it. I do think. I do think but, he's quite good. In the, the, but, um, yeah, Tom, you see. Yeah, but Tom, you see me speak about it. I've never been kind of you know bowled over. Or I'm not sort of the other way where I want to hammer him. Yeah, and yeah. We don't, you know, we don't win certain games. So yeah, yeah. Um, he didn't listen when he, we had the documentary about him, the Amazon thing. I did like him a bit more. I've got to be honest. Some of the things he was saying, I, was, I couldn't stop laughing. But maybe that's just that's just me. But um, yeah, I. It's a strange one because I see a lot of vitriol, um, towards him. 
And, you know, as much as you can talk about recruitment and some of these in-game tactics management, like, yeah, I, I had you on my channel, Tom, for any of the second time. And mm, yeah, we, we had... TV. Make sure you go and subscribe, people. Oh, thanks, Tom. But um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting topic whenever we talk about Mikel. Um, and it's almost a case of if you do get, say, if we got rid of him, Tom, for example, right? He said to me, Albert, think, give me a name where you know who you want as a potential replacement. Tom, mm. I haven't got a clue. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. absolutely haven't got a clue. Yeah. Um, yeah. We've had some very, very good managers managing this company in this country in the Premier League who mm. haven't done well at mm. certain clubs, big clubs, should I say. Yeah, I mean, um, look at Angelotti at Everton. I mean, Everton are a big club. They and are. When, the, when, when he took over at Everton, it weren't the Everton that we're looking at now. It was no. an Everton that wanted to get back into the Champions League and didn't get close, didn't get anywhere near. Yeah, but no, um, yeah, it's uh, I listen, like I said before, it's um, he's gonna get it'd be interesting to see the length of contracts. I don't know if you've heard anything in the grapevine. No, um, I haven't, mate. Sorry, okay. that's what I get. I'll tell you what I'm told. I'm happy to tell you what I'm told. I'm told that they're very calm about it and that it's not like uh, you know, I know there's been suggestions, some people are saying that he's already signed it. I've certainly not heard that. I've just signed they're very calm about the Arteta situation. That's what I'm told, anyway. I think it's probably like an extra, extra, extra two more years. I'd say probably. Mm, I think so. As I was Eight. saying to Diallo, like if it's a one-year extension, that's so interesting. Like if it's a one-year, that'd be really intriguing. If it's a three-year, mm. I think it's equally as intriguing. Slightly worrying. I don't want a three-year. I want a two-year. Two-year, I think, is the perfect length for the next contract. Yeah, I mean, um, like for example, we like in regards to yesterday's game. Um, mm. I mean. I've listened to some of the callers before. Actually, it's quite it's quite funny. Um, mm. I actually thought we played. I thought I actually thought we played well. To be honest with you, because um, <laughs> we did, Albert. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I, I, yeah. So I, I was quite. Su- I was no. Actually, that's a lie, Tom. I wasn't quite surprised by some of the reaction because no, like, I, I don't really know what they. I don't really know what they want. Um, we've gone to a, we went to a ground yesterday where they're a bit of a bit, a bit of a bogey side for the last three times we've gone there, um, and they deservedly beat us. Uh, we ain't particularly played very, very well. We dominated possession. We should have probably got a goal before half time. Um, and Tom, you know what? People talk about chances created. Um, you know, last couple of games we've got uh, how many goals now from open plays? It four. Um, so mm. set pieces. Martinelli bagged the brace. That was an open play. Um, Trossard bagged the goal. That was open play. That's three. And we got two yesterday. So, um, you know, the. the the set piece thing is obviously a positive, but um, I mean, I don't know what I don't know what Arsenal fans kind of want, really. Um, we, we I think to- they want us to win a title or a Champions League, and I can't begrudge them of wanting that. What I can begrudge is them saying if he doesn't do it this season, he deserves to be sacked. I can begrudge them of that because I don't think it's soon enough to have that demand. I think that if he was to sign a new contract this season. It has to be, as I was saying to Rich earlier on, it has to be the contract. That is the contract where you have to deliver a Premier League title or a Champions League title. And if he doesn't do that in the next contract, then we've stagnated. And he's shown that he cannot take us any further than he's taken us. And so that's Mm. when I think you have to look at who's going to take you to that next level. And I don't think that's too unfair of a a demand. No, no. Because I think you asked me, like I said, I always say this, I think you asked me probably, what, two seasons ago now? Um whether I think I could see him as leading us to a league title, Mikel Arteta. Um, I said, I said, I said no. I did say no. Um, 
I just felt I, I said this on my channel actually. Mm. Not, not when you came on that. I'm plugging it again. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I don't know. Too, I'd have to go through the history books, and people in the chat can probably tell me. But I don't know too many managers who, in their first job, within the first four years, have won a Champions League and a Premier League, or a Champions League or a domestic or, or a domestic league in their country. I, I don't know too many. Um, I get the pressure. I, I get it. Arsenal fans. I'm. I'm. Me and Tom are both Arsenal fans. We we want to see more European trophies. We want to see a Premier League because it's been too long. I don't know too many managers that have done that within within a four year period. Um, listen, I'd love for him to get over the line um, for many different reasons, but one because mm. it's more silver at the club, um, and I think particularly European wise, Tom. For a finish up, I think when you win in Europe, I think as a club it just knocks you up a few more echelons and a bit more respected throughout world football. And I, I, I think that I think that's very important for this football club. Mm. Mm, yeah, I think you're right. I think Arsenal can never, ever allow some individual to ever become bigger than the club. Mm. That happened with Arsene Wenger at the end of it, and it took far too long to, to move on. Um, so we'll see. Uh, Albert, I've got to bring the, the phone into an end, I'm afraid, because uh, oh, uh, I've got my dinner waiting. Uh, I've got my dinner waiting, so I've got to go. <laughs> but, but, so one, uh, more, one more quick thing. Um, yes, I, yes. You, you, I, it's, it, I, I find this a lot. Um, even when I do streams, it, it does. It just randomly comes up in the chat. Are you? Are, are you? Are you? When? When? When are you going to get to a point where you're finally Arteta out? And I'm like, I, I, like you're asking me about doing the watch along. I don't. I don't understand what you want me to say. Mm. It's crazy. Mm. Mm. What, what would you? What? What? I'm going to push you. What would you say if you were really pushed on it? Uh, well, at the start of the season, I said that. For me, it's important. I think you get a trophy, man. Um, I there's a big difference between progression and success, Tom. Um, mm. I think they're very different. And success is obviously trophies. Progression is going from not being in Europe for top Champions League for what seven or eight years to going for a title challenge. That's progression. But I want success. So he's got two trophies to win, Tom. Um, mm. Will it happen? Ask that question in March. Uh, March I don't think so. I, I I don't think he'll win the FA, uh, the sorry the Champions League or the Premier League this season. I, I desperately hope that he does. I don't think he will. Uh, and I think that we've got a far better chance next season of winning a trophy. Uh, and that is why I would renew it because I think we've only moved in one direction under Arteta, which is from a place of being nowhere near challenging for the, the biggest honours to a place where now we do compare, uh, compete for the biggest honours. But we've now got to show that we can indeed win yeah. them. Um, and that's what that next contract is about. It's This is you establishing yourself as, as a potential Arsenal legend from a managerial perspective by winning Premier Leagues and Champions Leagues, as Klopp and as Guardiola have done, or you establish yourself as somebody who looks like they might, ultimately took Arsenal to a better place and became the stepladder for the next guy who is meant who to be the in. one that takes yeah. you to that place. So that's, okay. that's what I see Arteta as. He's either the guy or he's the guy that takes us to the guy. That's what Arteta is to me at the moment. And uh, I'm just not sure which one it is yet, but I think the next contract will tell me. Same here, Tom. I, I, I totally agree, mate. I totally agree. Mm. Albert, always a pleasure, my friend. Give your channel a, a 15th shout-out, if you would. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. I'll take that as a backhanded compliment. Um, yeah. <laughs> People, Albert JTV, 
Um, I have my own channel. Please come and subscribe and yeah, yeah, I, I do, Tom. I do. Yeah, and and, and I'll, I'll even get Tom's a couple of a few more times as well. But um, yeah, couple, the Twitter handles will be below as well. So people come and check me out and um, hear my views about the beloved Arsenal. Oh, lovely stuff. Uh, make sure you do. Albert JTV. There you go for the seventy seventh time. You've heard it now. You know where to go. There's no excuses. You can go watch my show with him uh, on Albert JTV. Uh, two days was it? Two days ago. What? Sunday. It was Sunday, Sunday, Sunday morning. Sunday. Breakfast time. Sunday yeah. morning. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Um, I will speak to you soon, mate. Look forward Take to it. Are you mate. going to the game at the weekend? Um, I've not got a ticket yet. You're uh, if I don't. Then it will be a watch along. Tom, I'll be happy. I'll be either way. Now, mate. I saw you doing a watch along on Judge's channel. I did. I did. A, I did a joint one on my channel. And his. Yeah, it's brilliant. Love it's it. Me. Why is Judge so lazy? He can't do it himself. It's just, just unbelievable. Well, I mean, he's, you know, I, he, he, he does. Have, you know, has a lot of commitments at the games and stuff. Just yeah. Said, you know what, mate? I, I don't mind. I don't mind. I don't mind doing it if you said out. Thanks, out. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Oh, <laughs> this is mutual love for judges always. Um, I'll catch up with you soon, mate. Right. Take care, mate. Take care, fella. Uh, thanks to Albert and, and thanks to all of our callers from today. Um, really do appreciate all of them. I think this is, I, I genuinely think this might have been the best phone in we've done so far. I, we had some really good calls. We had differing opinions. We had respect uh, across all angles. Uh, Anthony and Rich uh, and Leo to an extent as well didn't agree. Um, and yet we had some really good conversations. And, and that was great. To, to see so it was always going to be that the trolls in the chat box they're very very loud when they have a keyboard attached to their hands but uh when it comes to a microphone and a camera it's just one step too far i enjoyed uh this comment in particular from josh um who says blocked because you don't agree with my opinion how could he be blocked if he's put a message in the chat box it's beyond me the trolls have just a level of, of ability I'd never assume they did. Um, but this has been a genuine pleasure. Please do tune in to tomorrow mornings. Uh, there may, I say, I'm not sure if there's going to be a show at 8 a.m. because, as I say, I'm working from 8 a.m. on deadline day. I might be able to pre record something that's going to be something of a deadline day predictions, which is basically going to be me, me saying, I don't think we're going to sign anyone. <laughs> but that will be what it will be. Um, maybe my thoughts actually on Lino Souza, who is joining uh, Aston Villa on a permanent deal, and e Bradley Ibrahim as well from the youth team is joining uh, her to Berlin, according to Simon Collins of the Evening Stand. So uh, maybe I'll do a quick show pre-recorded to go out at eight about those two. So yeah, look out for that tomorrow. Otherwise, there will be another phone-in show tomorrow uh, tomorrow at six, uh, talking all about the, um, the transfer deadline day, about the January transfer window. Um, so do tune in. If you've not been able to get on the show tonight, Try tomorrow for the phone-in to talk about Arsenal's deadline day frustrations, which I'm sure is what it's going to be. Maybe some of the keyboard borrowers in the chat will show up. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Have a great day. Stay safe. Stay well. Stay happy and respectful. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. 
is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.